Songs on old uh, that song on oldies radio yeah. stations growing up. Hey everybody, it's the Boy Hottie Podcast. I am here, a man and obeys, a slave obeys man. <laughs> man does something else. Man beats off while stop the, it. End stop the game. It. Stop Roll. it. So later at the back end of this podcast, we will be discussing spoilers for Bioshock, but we're going to be respectful to all of you delightful people because I'm going to say it right now. If you plan at any point playing Bioshock Infinite, and you should, I say that empirically, avoid every fucking spoiler. I can't imagine how you've gone this whole week. If you actually do want to play Bioshock Infinite, I don't know how the hell you you would have gone this whole week without being spoiled yet. That's one thing that sucks about the modern era. It's hard to enjoy things on your own time. Yeah, you're obligated to drop that 60 bucks on opening day, just so shit like this does. And and it's funny, because with Bioshock, I had not been paying attention to any of the media or anything like that. I will say this. I and did. so I didn't know if there was anything really worth spoiling. See, no, I don't know how stuff... straightforward the story. Oh, we're not, of course we're spoiling. Well, no, no, we're we're being oblique. But all the sp- the stuff that I because we went back as soon as we finished it, we went back. We watched all the trailers and all the playthroughs and everything, and none of that stuff is as it is in the final game. I yeah. it changes dramatically. Well, supposedly the game's gone through like, like four super... or five different. Well, you can tell if you yeah. watch the old, like because they had a gameplay walkthrough like two years ago mm-hmm. that they released everywhere, and none of it appears. Well, in even there. the opening the the, the announcement trailer yeah like there's like yeah. all the all the uh yeah the the, the powers the are different and it's more Man, open world i want and... so badly for some nerd to make the vigor bottles i want to put a vigor bo- bottle on my oh that'll be on, on my bar yeah like i want to have a bottle of um what's it called the the um the horse one the buck oh the bucking bronco bucking bronco and i'm surprised they don't have like little miniatures on sale in the store i'm just i'm surprised no i don't want like a, waiting to see i don't want a travel bottle of vigor no i, I want, want like a like, like a mouthwash bottle of this yeah. shit like a glass or like an actual alcohol bottle. Bo- <laughs> oh yeah exactly it was <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk some spoilers later. And get some but undertow first... for Erica Moen, because she loves the tentacles. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So, that's a uh, good game. Bill, other than play Bioshock Infinite, what'd you do this week? <sighs> Got nothing. Play Bioshock. Uh, what TV did you watch this week? Doctor Who came back on the air Yeah, I watched Doctor Oh, Doctor Who and Game of Thrones came back. You don't care about Mad Men, because that starts up again this weekend. I do not care. Oh, man. this a good. Last season was like the best season of Mad Men, too. I forgot that was coming back. I love my favorite part of this week's Doctor Who was seeing all the people bitch about it online really? and then watch it. And I was like, it's fucking Doctor, don't Who. Watch Doctor Who. That's my thing. I'm like, like evil Wi-Fi. That's dumb. I can and I'm like, see, people, it's a show for babies. I can see people complaining about Stephen Moffat Doctor Who because there is a different vibe to Stephen Moffat Doctor Who than there was even the, uh, the last guy who was doing Doctor Who. But if you've ever watched Doctor Who with that yeah. that Doctor, yeah, that was that was a, that was, <laughs> that, was a, a that was a Stephen solid. Moffat episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> 
ridiculous. You know what? I realize, I because I'm actually excited about Doctor Who again for the first time just because the fucking pawns are gone. Do you know how tired I, I was? I, I loved like Rory. the pawns. Rory no, no, was no. great. Amy, I loved all the pawns. And it's not like the actors were better. No, like that, they were they great. They were just so static. And it was so driven into and the, the ground. Well, and with the river, river song is what really killed off the... the all enthusiasm for the the puns because it's not like the pun. It's not like even worried about themselves. But their fates were so tied up in they river. Had who was River Song? Spielbergian levels of false endings for those fucking and they characters. Kept on being like, oh, we're married, we're happily in love. Next episode, they'd be on the fringe of divorce again. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my fucking god! I thought it was kind of. The, I thought having a married couple on the TARDIS would be yeah. one of the coolest things to happen to Doctor Who. Yeah, and it was one of the most just like by the end. I was like, fucking get rid of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Individually, I like. I liked Rory and I liked Amy, but yeah. as a couple, they kept on regressing all the time. Yeah. Stephen Moffat had no idea how to write them as a couple. Yeah, long term. It's hard. It, it well, was really, to be fair, it was even, kind of a if you try to name a list of well-written married couples on television, I know there's like. But he took the one of the reasons why the I love the League. It's a terrible, weird TV show, but it has one of my favorite Which married couples on television. It's a comedy show that's on FX. Is that not a football? Things. Or it's a fantasy football show. Yeah. It, it, Don't the, check your phone during a podcast. I'm really excited because the TV that I watched this week that I'm actually excited about, I just watched before I came over here, is a uh, Canadian television show that started airing like three years ago that's now finally on Netflix. What's it called? It's a show called Bomb Girls. What? It is a... Yes. It is a... Um, Annie's... <laughs> I'm really excited about the show. podcast on Stilton, it's because Annie's reading the, uh, her whatever. iPhone the whole time. Whatever. No, whatever. So, it's this show called Bomb Girls, and it's about a a bunch of these... What I like about it is it's a, there have been lots of TV shows and stories told about World War II and the experience of oh, young it is people World during War II World War II. You already have me but half interested. it's all about women. It's about the experience of women during World War II. And it's a very earnest show, and it's not as savvy as it might be, oh, but... Oh, I heard this is based off a Swedish show comes, called... Here comes, here comes a joke. The Room Girls. <laughs> The Bomb Girls is about all these women who work on a, a assembly line f- making bombs for the war. Okay. And is it in England? It's it's in Canada. Oh, it's it's, yeah. it's funny to hear that there, there'd be any stories about World War Two in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's really kind of great, and the reason why it's even on my radar at all is because there's a lesbian character on it. So of course, invariably, some some gif or other will pop will cross my dad's she hot? Tumblr. Who is it? Oh man, she got mad swagger. I've been crushing her. She's a <laughs> hunk. She's a total hunk. But anyway, no. So we start watching the show. It's actually really cute. And mostly I was like, Philly's like, well, it's not, it's not the most, they sometimes are a little too on the nose, but I, what I, I mean, seriously. What, with the drama? Lesbianism? Well, just what? about the story points and things. So not, it is just a historical drama? Yeah. I mean, it's is about. Is it a soap opera or is well, it like I've Downton Abbey with bombs? I watched the first episode, so probably not. But no, it's. How many it's, episodes? I think six is the first season. Okay, so it's like the the BBC kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's like so like the women, the it's you know all these women, some of them been on the line for a while now, and like there's the fresh faced preacher's daughter who just ran away from home, and then there's the rich girl who works in the office but she wants to work in the assembly line, and and what cool. really surprised me is that all the main leads are female. All of them. It's okay, all about this cool. these women during the war effort. So that right there is an in- interesting differentiator. 
And, uh, but the, the one thing that surprised me is over the course of this first episode, they review, they, they had this one character who's, what did they call her? The floor matron or whatever. Oh. She's basically the manager for all the ladies in particular. And she shows up and I'm like, ah, this character, whatever. She's just going to be the asshole who makes things hard for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but no, over the course of the episode, she goes from being my least favorite character to my most favorite character. Cause she's really just this woman who's struggling in every aspect of her life, but she's still strong. And she, she lays down the law for someone at the end of the episode. And it was like, it was so moving. So she's the chocolate. Yes, Bill. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. It's it's actually really really cute. It's on Netflix now. I like it. You've only seen the first episode. I've only seen the first good. episode, but it really. I was like, oh man, you have Hulu, very cute. right? I do not. I, I let you I canceled. I did, and I canceled it about six months ago. Why come? Because it was six dollars a month that I didn't need to spend on it. Oh, okay. I only watched it when I was catching up on Parks and Rec. Uh, Josh and Bahar they have a subscription, and they just uh. Well, for a while they were. I didn't realize Hulu had original programming. Oh, and they, uh, they had a show called I think it was, uh, it, was uh, it was a show from the UK called Whites, which is about a bunch of chefs. Mm-hmm. And I guess that only lasted for a season or two. And the main guy went from that, and he started uh, he started uh, a second show on Hulu called Spy, where he's this uh, dork who kind of works in this Best Buy kind of company, mm-hmm. but who ends up becoming a super spy secretly, and he can't tell anyone. This sounds just like have you ever Chuck? said Chuck? I know of Chuck. And I was watching the as you're describing that, I'm like, going, so Chuck. But the right? funny, the actors are all great. Um, yeah. Uh, He's got this super smart kid, but he's divorced, and so he has to share custody of his super smart son with his uh, ex-wife, and his ex-wife is now married to Vincent Van Gogh from the Vince Van Gogh episode of oh, Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. Except for, I guess, the dude's from Liverpool, because he sounds just like Paul McCartney in, yeah. in, in, in this uh, spy show. Uh, that's why I watched like the, like two episodes of that. That's kind of a cute show. Yeah. That's uh, Aside from Game of Thrones and Doctor Who, that's the only TV I've watched yeah. this week. So what do you think of the new Game of Thrones? You know, it's, 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 it is Dinklage and Dragons. That's, I mean, you know what? I'm kind of like, this is the first bit of Doctor, or uh, Game of Thrones where I've watched it where, I didn't think it was bad, but it just felt like, okay, well, that was more Game of Thrones. It was more dragons. It was more dwarf guy walking around being surly. Uh, The best scene was um, Tyrion and his father. You really get to see them conflict for the first time. It's not just them kind of sneering at each other, but like uh, uh, Tywin just like unleashes on him. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. That's good. But still, it's it's you know it's 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 Khaleesi walking around trying to get power, (laughs) not using her dragons, but still just like getting shit on by other people. It's 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 Tyrion and Cersei just kind of being snooty at each other, like like veiled and unveiled threats. Yeah, wasn't bad. Oh, dudes up in the north. Running around in the snow, fat guy falling down, fucking up his job. Don't face bad. Joffrey. It was just a more, it was another helping that's how I, okay, Game of that's Thrones. That's how I've always felt about Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. I like Game of Thrones, but it's like, it is it is no... It's turning more from, oh my god, that was awesome, to more just like, oh, nice comfort food. See, Which that's how bad. it always was for me from the first episode. I enjoyed Game of Thrones, yeah. but I was never like, it never broke my balls in half the way it broke everybody There's else. There's been some crazy episodes, though. Yeah. This, is, this season's been end fucked up. See, but. Yes, but nothing is as amazing to me. Like, the, there were some moments reading those fucking books because all the metal moments were so alarming for having come out of nowhere yeah. that were actually like made my entire week but uh, well, 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 yeah, wasn't bad. i mean it's it's, it's it was it's a pilot good. episode they were just reestablishing the characters nothing yeah. crazy happened yeah except for like the cheesy what are the undead the soulless undying soldiers or whatever the hell that uh that's gonna be dumb gonna... no matter how those costumes like they look like something from a prince video <laughs> That was gonna be. That was gonna well, be. Well, this is the other interesting th- thing too, because I only read uh, partially into the third book, so this is the first bit of Doctor or oh. uh, first bit of Game of Thrones I'm reading or yeah. I'm watching where I haven't read ahead. 
Oh, At least some man. of the elements. Oh, Billy. So I have no idea what's going on with Khaleesi and the oh, fucking Billy. slavers base shit. I know what eventually happens. I know the broad strokes of everything like You this, know, but... watching that show, I felt really, really bad because I felt like, is it unprogressive of me yeah. that my favorite characters in the show are the two white dads? They're both dads. My favorite characters are Davos and Jorah. And really, their only purpose on the show is to, is to be the Davos stalwart a white dad guys. No He's the fisher no, 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 guy, right? No, 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 no. You may not, I don't mean because Jorah isn't a father, but I'm, they're still dads. <laughs> you know what I mean? They really are dads. What does it say about me? I swear to God, if you held a gun to Dave, my head... Davos is the guy with the beard that got blown yes, up in the ship and, and his son all, died. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he goes up to... Was it Stannis? Stannis, He's yeah. like, hey, I'm the only person who's going to stick by your side. Oh, I guess I'm going to jail now. <laughs> I, like, what I a, fucking love the Onion Knight. Yeah. I love the Onion Knight. The Onion Knight. Well, Jorah is too. Oh, what wait, you haven't read it. You don't know. Jorah is Fate's bitch. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, again, I know Broad Strokes. I know Jorah is gonna. He's. Yeah. Jorah. Oh, but they brought back Lord Semley, Obi Wan, dude. Where he's all like, hey, I'm going to help you out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to kiss with God, Jorah. Thank God my wife is there because my wife has not read any of the books, but as I was reading them, I would excitedly describe to her everything that was happening, which is fantastic because then when I got to the most recent book, I'm like, who the fuck is this person? And she's <laughs> oh, she like, oh, yeah. that's Dathana. And I'm watching the show. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? So this kid oh. tries to assassinate uh, white, blondie white lady. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I cannot remember her name to save my life. Khaleesi. Uh, Khaleesi. Tajaris. Tajarian. It, it is known. It is moon. <laughs> um, so a kid tries to assassinate her with a bug in a jar. And, like, there's five minutes where she falls down and the bug's chasing her face. And she pulls her face back and the bug <laughs> yes, keeps on advancing. <laughs> what is Jordan doing? Because he's standing right next to her. Is he just like, going, well... <laughs> Is he kind of thinking about maybe stepping on the bug? I did not watch because I saw the legs and I was like, nope, and I turned away. Oh, right, you have spider issues. Yeah. I was like, not watching this shit. It was just a cartoony CGI bug. I know. The thing about about Phobia's Bill is a rational motherfucker. But yeah, no, it's nice to see the dragons are finally a little bit bigger. Yeah. I'm assuming they're compressing time a little bit, because from what I've uh, heard from other people talk about in the books, like, the dragons don't even get that big at this point in the books. No, they're like dog size. Because what, it takes point. like, I think what is it, it's supposed to take like better part of a decade for them to get big. The dragons are too expensive to render, they needed to be flying well, no, around exactly. overhead. This is going to be the first of the three shot. times we actually see the dragons for the rest <laughs> exactly. of the season. Um, well, hopefully this also leads to more a more interesting story for Khaleesi. Uh, because that Daenerys. last season, Daenerys, Danny, she had call a her Danny. Ass story. I well, want to call her. Hey, Ash, what you playing? Because that's what she looks like. <laughs> well, did you see that the terrible school of game of school school? Wait, talking about you thing? can't say that. What if they listen to our podcast? <laughs> it was very sweet. Oh it was yeah, really she sweet. played Daenerys. She played Daenerys. Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. I can't remember what does that say. Had tiny stroke about, about school. Man, of so I've slept. I slept not at all this last week. Yeah. Like I slept total. I was telling Bill between like Sunday and. Wednesday nights, probably about like eight hours. But is what dreams of Joris that, that knocked you out? Yes, Bill. Oh. Of course. No, but, but. no, but last night I had my first really solid night's sleep. I slept 10 hours, but now I'm my body is still catching up and I feel. Well, now you're addicted dumb. to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> now you're it. like, you've never fully woken up again. <laughs> you're like sleeping beauty. Yeah, around, around three o'clock this afternoon, I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this desk looks soft. <laughs> Well, yeah, ten hours of sleep I'm isn't going to make up for a whole week's no, worth of missing sleep. No, I feel, I feel yeah. so dumb and drugged. Anyway, you didn't do other... anything special last night, like take anything or mm, melatonin. What's melatonin? Melatonin is that what's to make your white your skin white? <laughs> Makes my skin white. I don't know what. <laughs> what is that called? Is I it... think uh, eating all this fish, <laughs> this white belly fish. 
and sitting in the dark. It's like it, Gollum is it what fucks makes white up skin your white. shit a lot less than taking Is Melatonin what gives you cancer? Is Melatonin what killed Roger Ebert? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon, Bill. How did he? How is it that now he's so beloved? When twenty years ago, when I was growing up. Roger Ebert was that dickhead you never paid attention to because he was a high tootin' fruitin' motherfucker. Now he's all like, he was the lord and savior of film criticism. It seems like now, like, once Pauline Kael died, now he suddenly became the head. Uh, like, do you think Siskel would be this revered if he had if Siskel it never, out uh, if it outlived Siskel, Ebert? Mm, I don't know. Because no one cares about Siskel. To be fair, I no don't one say cares about Ebert even, except now he did. Even when... When that show, when that show was on, even then I was like, "Oh, Cisco, you're fine." But yeah. Ebert was always the more notable one to me. Huh. And the thing because is, that he, he was, was a bigger. Prolific... He was taking up most, yes, most of the screen. That's it. I forgot. I, I when the, you know when it was announced today that he uh, that Ebert died, I went back and watched a couple of videos on YouTube. I forgot how what fucking petty fucks they were. <laughs> like you're like, oh, it's so sad that we, we, Roger Ebert's dead. And you go back and watch that shit from like 1986, where they're like reviewing Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah, and they're both just being oh, such man. snotty bitches. Where yeah. like, how would you want to like like these guys? Yeah. So I guess like once oh, Cisco died he could like live life a little more like respectfully and not have that's people interfere with his bullshit that's exactly you have anyone to snipe at no, dude motherfucker was prolific and intelligent you know even when he voiced an opinion they disagreed like say video games aren't art at least he would make he would make an argument oh did you see that people already today are like oh if it only lived long enough to play Bioshock Infinite <laughs> yes oh my God. Bioshock, a, Bioshock Infinite, Infinite, Infinite is not good <laughs> B, I think uh, Roger Ebert had other shit to worry about. It's, oh, uh, it's a bummer, because even on Tuesday, I don't know, uh, it sounded like he didn't think he'd be dead that soon. On Tuesday, he was uh, he put out a press release talking about how he was going to cut back on his on his writing, but it wasn't well, like, he was hey, gonna... guys, I think I'm going to be dead in 72 hours. No, he was going to pull back on his writing on, what is it, Sun Times? Yeah, he said he was going to only review movies he wants to review. Yeah. Like the new Ryan Gosling movie, where Dracula only knows, or whatever is that. <laughs> They put out a trailer for that. You don't got you don't you got nothing to say about that. No, I didn't see the. Trailer. I'm not a Ryan Gosling fan. No, I'm the but only it's the same guy to drive. You like that director? I I do. Who is that guy? Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. He did do. He did Val Hall Rising. He did Bronson. Oh, he did do Bronson. Yeah. I okay. like Drive. Okay. Bronson, you gotta see just Bronson is one drive of my, is, I love. Drive is I love overrated bullshit. I, it's not bad. Drive is really good, but it's but not it's that good. But it's a funky B movie from the eighties. Yeah. It's just like something you'd see on a video on a video <laughs> rack in nineteen eighty nine, and kind of go, oh, this is interesting. Oh, dude, beat get beat up. He wear a rubber mask. At the end, blow up. Val Hall Rising is a terrible movie that I think about all the time. Yeah. It's a really bad movie. It's like me and toys. The central premise of Valhalla Rising is, man, what if I made a movie that was like an <laughs> LSD trip, man? What and that's is... the worst part of the movie, but the rest of it's good. What is the new movie? Isn't it like I know Ryan Gosling in Thailand? I don't know. Call me when they actually make... What did they want to make? He said he wanted to make a musical comedy version of... Uh, what's the movie where they all dead and you kill everybody by the time they're 30 or whatever? Hamlet. But a boat. That's not wrong. Oh, what? Sil- <laughs> not Silent Running. Logan's Run. Yeah, Logan's Run. It was a really? joke. Wasn't someone else doing Logan's Run? I'm sure. Like was, I thought it was. It wasn't was a gay X Men guy doing Logan's Run and that shit. Gay X Men guy. Who's yeah, that? Brian Singer. Oh, is Brian Singer a gay? Or you think the X Men? He made the. First I know there was one, one, the, one of the guys who made an X Men movie is gay. <laughs> Because they made a lot of... Oh, it must Bill. be Brian Singer, because he did the second one, because there's a whole scene where uh, X-Man comes out to his ex-folks, except they're not X, they're they're O. 
And it's kind of like a gay coming out I'm going to change the subject. Speaking of the gays, my wife has had jury duty this week. And she yeah. went out and she had her whatever selection in the morning yesterday. And she got to go home around like 11. So she had the day to kill. She was doing some chores. And she decided that she would peruse the gay, ro- the lesbian romance section on Netflix. She watched a lot of terrible movies. But the least terrible movie she watched was this movie called Bloomington. Which was that sounds is, awesome. It is no budget, yeah. and it really looks like it. And some of the, the all of these secondary characters like act vi- like it. Some Victorian bullshit. No, it's modern movie, and it started out in a way that made me really uncomfortable because it's about this young woman who was a child star. She had a TV show called like Neptune Twenty Six, and she played the the <laughs> breakout character of it. Yeah. And um, she was homeschooled and homeschooled through high school. Wait, did you watch this or are you just... I did. Is this a book report no. from Foley that no. you're reading on the podcast? No. When, I she did enjoyed it. it. Say this on the podcast. <laughs> Bloomington is awesome. No, she enjoyed it so much that when I called her to pick me up from work, she was almost done. She was 10 minutes away from being done. Oh, okay. So when she came to get me, we came home and we started over from the start. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, and I'll tell you why we watched it again in just a second. <laughs> oh, but no. no, so she it's this young woman and she's going to college and it's her first time in school. Like uh, She tried to go to high school. It did not work out, she says without going into detail. She goes to college and she's really uncomfortable because people make a big deal about her having been on this shitty TV show. But she was really proud of it. It made her happy. But there's this teacher, this psych teacher, who's a hot lady and has a reputation for banging students. And they immediately have sparks. Yeah, you guys were talking about lesbian porn house. This is amazing. <laughs> and, then yeah. this, and then this teacher immediately preds out on this little, this this girl, this and, and totally like How much older is the out. teacher? I mean, she, the teacher is easily in her early to mid thirties. Oh no, she should know better. Yeah. Oh. Well, as I was watching the scene, I'm like, if this were a man, I totally, I couldn't help it. I was like, if that were a man, I would be really uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I still was for it being a woman. But no, what's interesting is that the movie, I don't think it was a perfect Annie, movie. welcome to the world of like softcore porn. No, lo- no, of, no, like... no, no. It wasn't, it was like actually really sweet. And they go on and they show this character's actually really sad and lost. And Annie, there's and... so much porn I've seen in my life. Where, 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 <laughs> if both of these people involved in this scene were both middle-aged, 30-year-old men, <laughs> You're this, really this would not work for me anymore. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> on a juices flowing level. I meant just on a skis level. Oh! So what's, no, what's Bill, the big it's scene? Your, it's your time. What's the big scene? You were saying there was some, uh, something specific that, like, oh, you'll know why I was so amazed by this in a oh, second. Oh, no, 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 not why I was so amazed by it. Why my wife me watching watch it, and there's some really hot sex in it. Okay, there you go. She's, Is it explicit? Well, it's on Netflix, no, so it can't be too no. explicit. It was, it was, it, well, it was, it was artful enough, but it was oh, terrible. this is why I wanted to bring up that spy show I mentioned earlier that's yes. on Hulu, yes. which is uh, starring a bunch of UK people. Yes. Uh, the spy organization in this, the character who is essentially M for the stupid spy organization, is Barty Crouch from Harry Potter. Oh, seriously? Who also invented the Cybermen and Doctor Who. Yeah. And he, he plays... This M character, mm-hmm. as if he's Sean Connery, not Sean Connery as Bond, but Sean Connery, this like overwomanizing kind of weirdo who loves to hurt people and things like that. And actually, the first scene in, in the in, when he's in the pilot, he throws a throwing star at uh, Judy Dench's face, not her real face, but a picture of her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, actually, if he tried to maim Judy <laughs> Dench, that even be better. I think Judy Dench would catch it with her, in her teeth and yeah, spit no, it exactly, back. Yeah, just really like, <laughs> grind it. Yeah, I'm gonna spit out bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Rabbit stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Buddy Crouch Jr. He's got a beard. He's funny. He's the, yeah. actually the best reason to watch that spy show. Yeah. It's just called Spy. It's weird yeah. for me to talk about because it, it makes it sound like it's just like, how's a spy show? It's great. 
What else? What else? So, yeah, so you did like Doctor Who, though. I enjoyed it. What do you think of Clara? I I like her. I like her. I like her a lot. She's silly. She, she you know what? They've always done good casting with the, with the companions yeah. on Doctor Who. Yeah. At least in the new series. There's not, there's never been a companion I just disliked out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, she's and I like her chemistry with Doctor Who. Well, she's kind of spunky without being kind of too, like, annoyingly spunky. Yeah. And she didn't die at the end of this episode, which <laughs> she's already, this is actually like her fourth appearance on the show. Every yeah. other time she's died. Yeah. That's why he's so bombed out at the beginning, why he's trying to figure out who yeah. she is and stuff like that. And, well, she's, like, well, the doctors run into her in other time periods. Yeah. So it's not like she's one, like... Yeah, that that's gonna liked... be the big mystery at the end of the season, trying to figure out who she is and where she I came really, from. I really, really, really liked the little what a twist where where he's talking to the little girl on the swing set and it's, it's on the little her. prelude thing. Yeah, yeah that was really well, cute. did you hear where you, how she originally how she shows up on the show for the first time? She's a so Dalek. She's like a, yeah, she's like a, the soul of a Dalek. Yeah, or she's something. she's somebody who got caught by the Daleks and got turned into a Dalek. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so no, everyone's trying to figure out whether or not like that's gonna become a thing later. Some time like and well, the idea of having a Dalek as a companion is not a bad idea. No. Especially if it's a hot dog. I know, exactly. <laughs> dog you want to fuck. Um, a dilf. <laughs> oh my god. We got, those, we got all those balls on the skirt that pop off. You For your holes. pleasure. <laughs> well, they got the suction cuff. Okay. I regret, I regret doing that on this path. Bill, tell me scissor. Why did you put scissor in the show? since the, I found out about scissor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a prescription to get codeine cough syrup? I don't know. Scissor sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's S-I-Z-Z Erp. <laughs> Second cousin of Y Erp Lom. <laughs> Saints Row game. <laughs> He's gonna be the lawman. <laughs> He's gonna have the book. Hello, I am here to clean up that town. My name is Scissor. <laughs> He's also dressed like a cowboy. Um, no, uh, Scissor is like if you take like is it like wings? <laughs> what? <laughs> what wings? Have you never seen that? The store wings. W Y N G Z. No, I thought you were talking about the TV show. No, no, no wings because you can't market. A certain foods as chicken wings if they're not actually chicken wings. So the way really? they get around it oh, no, is that no, they no. market like scissors completely illegal. <laughs> Scissor. No, you take prescription strength cough syrup. Okay. You mix it in. It's got to be a styrofoam cup. I don't know why it's so specifically got to be a styrofoam cup. You mix it with Seven Up and put a Jolly what? Rancher in it, what? and that will get you fucked up. People have died from drinking this. What? It's supposedly fucked up addictive. Uh, supposedly, like the, the like the, the the rap music scene in yeah. uh, in Texas runs. Yeah. Everyone's just drinking scissors all day. And I'm like, the reason I want to check this shit out is because as a kid, I hated cough syrup yeah. so much that like the first time my parents gave me cough syrup, I barfed it all up. Oh. I was barfing purple through my nose. Oh, and so you specifically oh, you got to get like the purple co- like prescription strength coating cough yeah. syrup. Yeah. They also this is also where uh, uh, purple drink comes from, <laughs> and yeah, you just make this fucked up drink that people have heart attacks when they have too much of it. I'm like, Bill, what the hell does this do to you? All right, all right, dear this listeners, is the, let's put it this way: this is the only illegal.
single drug I know how to make. <laughs> I want to put I, this knowledge to use. Dear listeners, and what did you say? The Texas rap scene? Yeah. Please email Bill. <laughs> mail me a bottle of prescription strength codeine costume. Got me purple. And we will make scissor on the podcast. No. No. <laughs> Dear what? God. Yes. No. What? No. We can, we can, we can drink some scissor. No. It's supposed to no. give you a shitload of energy. Because they say what happens, you get the codeine cough syrup on your tongue yeah. and you can't get it off. So it stays there all day. So you're like absorbing the codeine, whatever the this codeine does to you. worst idea. Makes it like you out of your fucking mind all day. And so this people record music idea. and not even remember what they record the next morning, walk into the studio and go, what the fuck is this? That sounds like the best. This cheap. <laughs> we should do this. So I'm going to change the subject. Speaking of cheap things, they'll get ch- the, oh, that have give you a good time. time. They'll get you high. No, uh, I went to oh. the comic shop tonight to pick up the Last of Us comic. American oh, is that Dreams. out now? Yeah. It's really good. You know what I realized reading it? It's the best kind of licensed comic because you don't have to know what the fuck is going on with the licensed material to still appreciate it. Oh, yeah, because this is supposed to be introducing everyone to that world. It's a prequel. Where does it take place? Is it Pittsburgh? Because Boston. the game... I wonder if they moved the whole game to Boston, because they originally said the game was supposed to take place in Pokemon. They did. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic Pittsburgh. That was my only reason for wanting to play the game, because <laughs> yes, I'm Bill, from Pittsburgh. That's, that's the only reason why. Which is weird, because so many of the in-game assets from... Oh, you you must have to be traveling from Pittsburgh to Boston, because it sounded yeah. like... The, all the, like that, that, that would be a huge thing to change all the locales. Yeah, this is just where this character is from. That doesn't oh, mean, oh is know. it Ellie? Yeah. It's Ben Ellie. Where's she from? Did you Boss know Booker Bill. plays the main character in Last of Us? Yes, it's Troy Baker. That motherfucker yeah. stuck always protecting teenage brunettes. I know, that's that was the joke. He's he's but yeah, it's funny, he's the protagonist in the two major major games this year. Last of Did Us read... we can give a pass, but that, that this is already no. a gaming trope that needs to die a little bit. We need to be able to start playing as a female, not be. I don't pre- mind having a female sidekick as long as the female's not useless. Yeah. Female. <laughs> as female. <laughs> No, to purchase a no I did I did see your tweet and I was like shit you're right or you were like I wish that Elizabeth were the protagonist about shotgun there's no a, reason yeah she, she should really, be. yeah 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 well there Booker. is but yeah I mean that's how I felt playing uh, Enslaved Booker's kind of the most useless character Enslaved in was a lot of fun well that, then you can argue that what good is he except for just to be a, a, a conduit through which the act the, the character or the player operates yeah you know because the best... I, I'm just saying, I wanted to have my first menarchy in a video game. <laughs> That's how I wanted to start I did. I love Bioshock seeing all the people... Spoilers for Bioshock. All the people tweeting this week, I had to Google what that meant. <laughs> What's menarch? <laughs> Actually, that's probably how it's pronounced. I'm probably pronouncing it correctly. So, no, yeah, so how's the comic? Menarch. I think it is. Menarch. Yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's really great. It's my uh, favorite taco f- topping. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a taco seasoning. Gooped on top of yeah. ground beef. Chunks add zest. Oh, <laughs> oh. Sasta. I have nothing else <laughs> to say. The next time you Bill kills you go me. into the bathroom. Bill's joke about a, a young woman's first period blood on the and taco. You have to promise me one of these days. Even if you're old and living by yourself, and you and Foley's children have all moved out and everything, you are obligated to go in the bathroom once while you're changing your your period. Stuff. Oh god. And just shout Sasa <laughs> No. What? I will not make you that promise, Bill <laughs> Mudrin. Oh wait, you're not gonna have a period when you're old. I was about to say, like, okay, oh. I'm I'm almost thirty now. <laughs> if I have time to have children and change grow up. <laughs> oh god. Oh, Don't you have to be- I, I like how over the course of 
like basically a verbal paragraph. <laughs> you went from a woman's first bloom to the so cessation so of a woman's bloom. You motherfucker. How much? Don't, don't you have to have a baby by the time you're 35 the baby comes off all fucked up? All retarded and <laughs> oh, shit? That's how they make no, I was man. I was thinking today, I was like, I am reaching the point where I have to have a baby now if I want someone to take care of me when I'm old. Wow, that's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did have that thought today. I was like, oh my God, if I want to be, by the time I start, because Foley and I started talking yesterday. Oh, you guys started doing the math. We were talking, we were talking, she goes, uh, and I mentioned, well, what about I little like this lady is the only Foley? value of having a kid, too. It's like, that's the only reason why I want to. Clean two reasons. Two reasons. One, my parents would be really good grandparents. Yeah. That's number one. Number two is who will wipe the spittle from my <laughs> chin. <laughs> And play Bioshock 8 for me so I can watch it. No, Foley, we were having a conversation, and I made some sort of comment about me and little old Foley, and she goes, well, I'm not going to live past 65. And I was like, what are you talking about? Foley's no interest living past, pretty much, she said 62 originally, and then she pedaled back to 65. Well, she's like, I don't be old. And I'm like, all I can think of was, you feel that way now, motherfucker. I wonder what 64-year-old Foley would feel like. And then I was just, I just got started thinking about it. Also, a coworker of mine had to go visit her mom and basically pack up her things so she could move into assisted living. And I've been thinking about it. I'm like, who's going to help me move into assisted living? My cats that I put into a cyborg suit? That's when you, that's when you join a homeless, uh fraternity living under a bridge and everyone just kind of takes so i told foley i was like so murder suicide and she that was too much <laughs> her talking about her dying when she's 62 not uh, too much me proposing murder well, suicide hopefully it is murder suicide she shoots you so you don't have to worry about it well, see, that was the first thing she said immediately she's like well you can't go first or like i can't go first you're a pussy i'm like what are you talking about we had a tiny argument over if i was had the balls to do the murder what suicide. the hell were we it talking was- about <laughs> But no, so all this from all this from the Last of Us comic book. Jesus, Last of Us comic is really good. You should go read it. What happens in? Um, well, oh, is it pre-apocalyptic? No, because she's no, because she's that character yeah. that she's grown up. Spoilers for Last of Us. Yeah, that she's grown it's up in the, the in the world of Last of Us. It's about nineteen years after the apocalypse. Hits. So she's being chased by like salad and shit. <laughs> Bill. No, she's being. She's, the Last of Us is just. It's all about healthy eating. It's about her going. It's about her first day at the new school. That's what it's There's about. schools in the post-apocalyptic. Yes, world? there is. Bill. What the fuck is the point of post-apocalyptic world if you have to still have to go to school? There are still some walled-off bastions of civilization. And this oh, okay, is one that's of them. Good. well. I guess that makes sense because if you want to have towns and shit to go, mm-hmm. well, that's a little gears of war is a little bit. Well, like that, but I mean, they make a big point. They're, they're walled off. They're quarantined. And... They don't. They don't expose themselves to the public. Like, like there's actually you, 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 have you been avoiding spoilers about Last of Us too? Or do you know? Is there anything care? to spoil? Is there any information out is that's there like, oh my god? To spoil? Well, no, I mean, what's the story going to be other than one of the old die guy's probably going to die at the end, and it's only going to be gonna, it's going to be Tomb Raider with Ellie at the end going, oh, I <laughs> am Tomb Raider. <laughs> boom, 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 smash to black. <sighs> She's on a boat. Yes, Bill. I have nothing. No, what? No, what's the spoiler you're talking about? Oh no, but I mean, it wasn't a spoiler. It's that they, they, she has escaped from the this quarantine city, and so she doesn't have all these survivors. Oh, okay, and That's okay, why okay. it's important for her to hook up with Joel. So this is, this really Wilson. just explains how they get hooked up together. At the beginning Presumably, of the story, it's yeah. it's about her backstory, the game where she out? comes from. Man, in like two months, June, I want to say. Oh, that's right, because they de- delayed it like a week or two out of May into June. Yeah. Oh, that's oh no, it's right because I think Last of Us and New Animal Crossing both come out like the week of E three. That's I why think you that's don't care about <laughs> about Last of Us. You're too you're too excited about Animal the same <laughs> goddamn game you played on three other systems. Oh, speaking of which, I did buy this week. 
You fucker. I'm not going to play until you I'm done with taxes. What? So I told Bill he did not have permission to buy Luigi's Mansion until he's done with taxes. It's still in the shrink wrap, Bill. I didn't touch it. No. Also, hey, look, check it out. I also bought, as for you. Oh, wait, that one's open a little bit. <laughs> I bought, Bill, where's the good one? They, they had Cadbury eggs. Cadbury eggs on sale because after Easter. What you do on Easter? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, God, that doesn't sound good. Um, I got. We fucked so, till heaven exploded. No, no. So I, uh, I have a tradition. I have a friend who's um, also gay. Oh, you did and the big gay Easter. Catholic. We talked about this yeah. in the podcast. So we week, had big yeah. gay Easter and he doesn't like playing first person shooters, but he really, he, he hates it even more than I do for a lot of the same reasons. He loves games. He loves shooters, but he only wants to play third person shooters. First person shooters just freak him out. So, um, he came over to watch Bioshock Infinite. So he, so you were playing he came while two over, people were watching you guys play. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It's a perfect game to share with those. Oh, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's funny That's that my like favorite thing of to all do. the three people, like if you have three people in a room and the one, and the the one person I would not think would be the person actually in charge of playing the first person shooter while <laughs> everyone else what watches, what does it say? Would be you. That yeah. I was the most skilled person in the room and the most interested. You're playing, playing Bioshock Infinite shooter. on easy too, right? Oh fuck yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I did not want to play that game for the challenge of it. No, but uh, so he brought over fixins for. Um, Manhattans uh-huh. at around 1130 in the morning. And I saw I you got tweet about this. You got fucking schnookered. So inebriated. Well, I had five Manhattans <laughs> over the course of five hours. Actually getting wasted on Easter and playing uh, bio. It was amazing. It was so good. However, I have not been that drunk in a long time. Did you? Like I couldn't stand up. <laughs> it was really. Wait, did you keep on playing though? Even oh though yeah, drunk? we beat it. <laughs> it was great. That's why the next morning. I don't morning, remember what the ending was. Well, was I'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. But no, uh, it was it was great. It was so much fun. It was so good. That's oh, cool. I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, it was so good. What the hell? I didn't do shit. Day. I think I just Well, it was worked. nice. The nice thing about getting day drunk is you have plenty of time to sober up before you go to bed. That's true. So yeah. by the time, I, by about nine o'clock, I was fine. I was like, I drank lots of water because I was smart about it at least. And I was eating and I was like, I got this handled. So it did not go as poorly as it could have. Of course. Yeah. But anyway. That's what I did. Oh, did you read uh, the last uh, the last Airbender of the Search? Oh shit, it's still in my bag. I forgot about oh, it. Oh, it's no big deal. Uh, well, the the only reason I thought about that is because uh, I bought two comics this week. I bought Relish by Lucy Nisley, she's a friend mm-hmm. of the podcast Lucy Nisley. Uh, this is a comic about how Lucy uh, she she is the daughter of two uh, chefs. And so she grew up with uh, in foodie culture. Mm-hmm. And so she did a really beautiful watercolor full color <clears throat> It's half memoir, half half uh, cookbook, just about growing up uh, in a foodie family in New York uh, City, and uh, just a family recipe stuff kind of mixed in with all the other stories and stuff. It's 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 pretty. It's it's a fun uh, memoir too. It's not like a uh, fun home where it's like, my dad beat me with a piece of corn. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? I relish. can't remember. Uh, we had another podcast breakdown, so. Uh, that is my clever edit to cover that up. But no, yeah, Relish is fantastic. I, I just started reading the first couple pages of it. Yeah. Of course, Annie's now plowing through the Bioshock art book. Uh, no, book we can talk and about the... it a little bit. Lucy Nisley is a really phenomenal cartoonist. Her her cartooning is really compelling. She cranks out cartoons like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm surprised, like, like for like she'll be, oh, here's a little comic I just knocked out in the last hour or two, and it's like a two-page color comic yeah. about how... Her sense of color is She really loves beans or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, Lucy Nisley's fantastic, and I just picked up uh, the first collection of the new Hawkeye book by... Who is this? Matt Fraction? Have you have you read it yet? No, 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 not so at all. Good. Is Matt Fraction just the artist? No, he's the writer. 
Oh, okay. He's a local Portlander, though, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, Matt Fraction and so some other people, I guess. I gotta say, I... I, I Which is weird, because this is like the first Marvel comic of Botany in, in yeah. forever. Well, it's about so, Hawkeye, the dude from fucking <laughs> Avengers. Well, see, it's brilliant because it takes... I think it is in actual Marvel canon, but it is literally made for people like you and me who don't read the Marvel canon comics because the whole premise Does, of the comic is... So you've is read this already? I yeah, haven't read it. I read it. Did the Avengers show up? No. Or is it just like... Well, a, sort of. The whole point well, is I've that seen panels show up online where it's just like Hawkeye eating pizza or yes, something like that. See, or just the like premise, some kind of stupid shit. Like, literally the premise of the, sh- of the book is like, uh, you know, at the beginning of every comic it says, you know... Clint Barton, or whatever his name is, is Hawkeye, is in the Avengers. This Isn't is what happens. Cliff? I think Clint. <laughs> That's Clint terrible. Barton. No, but he's an Avenger. Also, he was raised Let by Let me finish, foodies. Bill. This is what happens when he's not being an Avenger. So it's all about. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's great. It's brilliant, and they're all these Hawkeye fangirls because they all are hot for. So this is what the Hawkeye CW show for Hansel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the. I like the fact that like they didn't try to make him look like what's his face from the movie or anything. The art is so good. The color is so good. Well, most the most the art I'd seen post online was kind of monochromatic purple, and I was like, well, that's kind of an interesting look. And I see, I'm looking at through the collection now. There's actually more color. Yeah, it's not just it's heavy. Purples. But the artwork's really nice. It's kind of black so and white. So good. Kind of pulpy. And... So good. Yeah. So and there's some of my favorite. This was like nine bucks on Amazon. Highly recommended. And I, I mentioned it when the issues came out. Some of my favorite comics composition yeah. I have seen in a long time. Well, it's really bold and stuff. I'm, I'm really surprised. And even well, the covers are kind of like really nice and kind of graphic. And... Sometimes when when you're compo- when you see a comics page that's composed in a really daring way, sometimes it's art at the sake of storytelling. Yeah. But what I really like about the composition in Hawkeye is it's always storytelling first yeah. and then composition second. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's great. Is there a big dramatic story going on in the book or is it really just kind of day to the life to life kind of like kinda, him just paying the bills? It's kind of Monster of the Week stuff. Okay. Not not Monster of the Week. That's a bad. It's like yeah, but it's it's moment to moment. Well, it's all more Hellboy than 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 yeah. Avengers. Then at yeah. that point, where it's I think just there are only like, like one or two issues that are like continuing stories. It's okay. but you'll have thing you'll have themes and things pick up. Okay, and, very and cool. Re- yeah, no, I'll probably read that for like I'm I'm trying to get through Relish before I start reading Hawkeye, and I still have the rest of the Sixth Gun to get through. Yeah, which I want to read now, especially yeah. now I got Dark Tower on the brain, and the premise for the Sixth Gun sounds six like Dark guns. Tower. Sixth Gun, so good. Yeah, I, I did. I wait. We already talked about Dark Tower on the book on the podcast before. You, yes. you try to read one of the books and you just laugh. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I think I picked That's up, like, neither here or there. the fourth one. I was at... The fourth one. No, I you start... At, yeah, no. Yeah, I was at, like, I was at some place too early for a meeting, and for weird... I looked at all the books they had to read, and they were weirdly all, like, textbooks yeah. on either math <laughs> like You would only read a Stephen law. King book if there was absolutely nothing else to read. Or shitty yeah. romance. Like, really shitty romance. Or one random book for the Dark Tower series. Oh, that's it terrible. opened with a big oh, bear that had a radar yeah, that's head. Right. Yeah, that's the beginning of the third book. And yeah. I'm like, this is so dumb. I just couldn't. I also really don't like Stephen King's writing. Really? Why? Do not like it. He's really sparse mirror bones. He's also kind of funny sometimes. Well, see, I like sparse prose. My favorite author in the world is Dash Hammett. Yeah. Who's a sparse motherfucker. Well, it's not that sparse. But it's it's, like, I feel feel that Stephen King's prose sometimes feels too artless for me. Yeah, see, that's why I kind of like it. It's just, I mean, I I love language. That's what, when I see smart people write, I go out of my fucking mind. (laughs) I start punching the walls. There's no love of language in Stephen King. There is sometimes in flashes, but he, he, like, even by his own admission, he's, he says, you know, he pares down needless words. He's not going to try to get too flashy. See, but no, there's a difference between. Well, which makes sense with him trying to tell horror stories. You don't want to get too frou-frou. One of the things I love about Twitter. 
Twitter just as a for example is that you only have 140 characters and how much meaning and nuance can and it's not about big words and it's not about you know flashy syntax it's just about the beauty of words and language it's butthole all over again there's no butthole, <laughs> butthole. in Stephen King books. no Stephen King is nothing but butthole <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> Bloody butthole. Yeah. Ghost butthole. <laughs> Haunted car butthole. <laughs> Gunslinger butthole. There's a little, sweet little callback for all you poor motherfuckers who actually listen to this podcast. Uh, is this the end of the first segment? I think it is. Yeah, okay. I had something else to talk about. I really can't remember Anything now. TV, comic books, or something like that. I'm surprised we actually had that much to talk about for a week where we thought we were just going to start off with the Bioshock uh, Infinite spoilers yeah, really, and nothing else. All I, well, because all I'm doing this week is between playing Bioshock, I keep I keep wanting to talk about the books I'm reading for Lady Like Podcast, but then I'm like, that is literally the whole point of <laughs> that my podcast. other podcast. <laughs> is that's where I talk about. I really uh, like this book we're reading this month. What, what's the book? It's called... Um, well, you can pimp the Lady Like Podcast a little bit by talking about the It's called The Locket book. and the Flintlock. Uh-huh. And I picked it because it's about highway women and i'm like fuck when does this take place like 1700s it's during uh napoleonic era england regency england i think this is like in the company of wolves or whatever the hell that movie is that's about, that's about Highway Men. Does it, it have is. to be werewolves? It it's is. got Monica Bellucci titty mountains. It's what I love about these these romance novels is you start to read them and you're like, oh man, this is this is too much of this or too much of that. Still and then a lesbian book though. About well, yes, and then you get about a quarter of the way through and you've totally drunk the Kool Aid. You're like, no, 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 this is right. This is totally right. Yeah, it's good. I'm really enjoying this one actually. Also, all the more to the point, it's about an outlaw. She's a highway woman, in, and she's actually in Sherwood Forest. She's in Nottingham. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh, but like hundreds of years after any kind yeah, of Robin like, Hood but stuff. Oh, I saw woods. you mooning on Twitter about like I'm in a Robin Hood mood. Well, and someone Ripper. someone tweeted at me. They're like, oh, I just now figured out Robin Hood robbing. Robbing Hood. They just figured that out. I get it. Well, it's not. You know, there's there are certain words that when they're removed from their context, you don't think about them anymore. Fuck you. Also, they just figured out. Also, I'm pretty sure the <sighs> term. I'm pretty sure Robin Hood as a as a figure and as a concept predates the the word rob in at least in English. Oh, okay. I want to say. Because Robin Hood is, is known to be, like, just enough of a popular legend that outlaws were using it as an alias. How do you don't like have a Robin Hood podcast? Because who the it fuck It could just be this me? for two hours. Who the fuck wants to hear me talk about I that? think Prince John is an Here's asshole. Here's some half-remembered facts. I can't <laughs> quite remember. It'd be like the history of Rome. Only other people. Poorly researched. <laughs> And not okay, together. that's the end of whatever we call There's this opening us segment about bullshit. We're gonna come back with Geek Reek and Review, which ain't much to say because most of the news this week was April Fool's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. All right, friends. We'll be- I'm angry. There's no good news this week. The next segment's gonna be two seconds long. Yeah, it's gonna be us us talking about the death of LucasArts, and that's yeah. pretty much it. All right, friends. We're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. Up like Bert and Ernie for the podcast someday. <laughs> I like the idea of costumes for the podcast. No, no wait, Bill, wait, wait, Bill, Bill, Bill. Hey, you mean we are dressed like Bert and Ernie? Yeah. Right? Hey, <laughs> but we're both Ernies. How's that gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> I got my God. rubber ducky. Annie, 
I, I sold my ducky to buy you a box for your bottle caps. <laughs> oh no, Bill, I sold my bottle caps to get you a tub for your rubber ducky. Oh no! <laughs> it's the worst Christmas on Sesame Street! Anyway, so friends, we took a little break. Now it's time for the Geek Week in review. Bill, if you eat that Cadbury egg, I'm right opening it because I smelled the delicious Easter chocolate. This has got Christ on it. <laughs> It got. Cr- I forgot Cadbury. Do they have Cadbury Easter eggs in 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 Europe? Our BBC <laughs> listeners understand what the hell? Because Cadbury comes from England. They should be like, "What's up with that?" It is weird that Cadbury is is like is only in America. Is really only the cream eggs. That's the one market they've got. Quarters. Which is, I've always heard the chocolate's supposed to be better than Hershey. It is. Actually. I know. Well, every like really within, I know within the chocolate industry, Hershey's made fun of for being the most ghetto ass chocolate. It's available. really good ghetto ass chocolate though. But yeah, I know. It's, it's also cheap. It's Hershey chocolate. Hershey kisses. <laughs> Hershey chocolate milk. We are believe it or not going to talk about the news of the week. What's your opinion on Peeps? Now that they're on sale for a dime a dozen. I'm not a big marshmallow person. That doesn't even taste like... I love marshmallow and I hate fucking hate Peeps. I hate that crust. Yeah. I hate that contrast of the crunch and the skin. Mail packaging. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like I feel like I'm biting into my own tongue. Bioshock Infinite. I made myself a chocolate cream pie. Oh, that was a, I sat game? down. I got myself. I had a diabetic Bioshock Infinite <laughs> experience where I, I got. I don't drink a real Coke uh, that often anymore these days. I drink diet sodas, but I did get a Coke. I made myself, got myself a big ass burrito from the local taco cart, and I made. I got myself a slice of chocolate cream pie, pudding pie, mm-hmm. oh, with Cool Whip on top. Fuck real whipped cream. It's all about the Cool Whip with a graham cracker crust. Mm-hmm. Just as a little nip on while I was it playing the game, really good, it was though. like a perfect like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That pie got me through eight hours of whatever I wanted to do. Actually, no, Bioshock Infinite. This is not the Bioshock hey, Infinite Bill. part of the podcast. Hey, Bill, can I talk about the Geek Week interview? Well, what happened? There are only week? like five notes, motherfucker. <laughs> I know. It's going to take us five minutes to get through this. Okay, shut up, Bill. So, top of the billing, of course, is the fact that Disney, surprising no one, killed LucasArts. Which, by killing, they did not kill it as much as to put it out of its misery. Because well, LucasArts has not been LucasArts in a long fucking time. They kind of turned LucasArts officially into what it has unofficially been for a while, which would be a licensing house. entity. You know, I didn't realize that Boba Fett game they were working on was was actually being developed in house. I, I thought it, I that thought was that what was, was notable being, about it. It was yeah. going to be their first game in a long time they developed. And in-house. I've seen people point to Connect uh, Star Wars as being the last game that they developed. But even looking yeah. at the Wikipedia and stuff, it sounds yeah. like again they like, they were they only licensing. Published it, yeah. So, and Force know? Unleashed stuff that like yeah. I think that that was the last game that was published in house. Force Unleashed games were fucking terrible. They weren't terrible. They weren't good. They either. were not very good. I mean, I had a fun time playing the first one, at least. I played the demo for the second yeah. and didn't play. Well, I but played... But it was... Oh, yeah. I shouldn't say they were terrible, but... They just weren't... Yeah. It's weird to think that, like, uh, everyone was kind of waiting for LucasArts to eventually have some kind of resurgence. Yeah. God knows where everyone thought it was coming from. But it's really weird to think Tim Schafer was the highlight of that company. Yeah, ever he existing. was. Yeah. Him walking through the door. That, that, that. I mean, Ron Gilbert. Well, I would say so. you, could, you like could argue that himself. his time there. His t- yeah, that's more that better was, thing. Yeah, because I, I, I don't, I don't want to shit talk. I, I don't want to downplay the other dudes like contribution. Larry Ahern oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah, and the uh, fucking X Wing games. What's his name? The guy who wrote um, who did Loom? Who also oh and Brian Moriarty? Yeah, and the guy who co-wrote. I wish we had Stay someone who knew a lot about uh, uh, LucasArts. <laughs> Fuck you. The talk about the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill. No, what was the name of the guy who co-wrote um, uh, Day of the Tentacle? Brian Eno. <laughs> Shane McGowan. I don't know. Did you see? 
<laughs> so today is 4-4, and my one of my favorite guys on the internet, Calamity John, had the brilliant idea that um f- that 4-4 should be draw- National Draw on Graph Paper Day. Oh, I, I should actually go home and do it and post to Tumblr. So, oh, and that's what his project was. Yeah, so he posted to t- Tumblr and Twitter this great this great illustration that was just... Uh, <laughs> diagram of the lifespan of Shane McGowan and all the artists that have lived and, and died, died during his, his lifetime. And it's like the musicians you've ever heard of. It's like Michael Jackson and everybody else. I was like, holy shit. And yeah, Shane McGowan is still I alive. Can't, I, 20 years ago, my friends and I were surprised that Shane McGowan was still alive. But he's still alive. And 20 years ago, he was half dead with no teeth. Oh my fucking God. But yeah, that, that's a cute idea, though. Graph paper. Day. Calamity John is one of my favorite people in the world. This week, he's been an, an internet friend of mine for a long, long time. He's a great illustrator and a really funny guy. Um, he, on a whim, bought a, a, a bo- an unopened carton of uh, Rocketeer trading cards. Did you just get it from eBay? Yeah. Oh, because I and saw he, you got some of those cards. He, he sent them to you? Yeah. He sent me, like, Aww. eight packs, and it was crazy, because I, I got those when I was a kid. just happen to have Jennifer Connelly stickers? Well, I, well he, he said, do you want... And I said, oh my god, John, can I please have some? And then he's like, sure, no problem. And, I said, and then I thought about it. I was like, really? You just need to send me a Jennifer Connelly card, because let's be honest here. <laughs> yes, yeah. But he did. He, it was actually super Aww. sweet. He sent me, uh, like, like um, six unopened packs, and then a Jennifer Connelly sticker. Are you going to open the packs? Or? I already have opened one. What? Anything interesting in there? It's great. Well, I forgot. So Yo! I... What's his name from Lost plays Howard Hefner? Yeah, he, or, or he Howard does, Hughes, though. or whatever the fuck. That's correct. Now, I'm going to talk a little about, John well, Billy. So okay. Billy, be quiet. <laughs> I even had the I chocolate yet. So hard. Put it in your mouth. Okay. Chew no, on no, it. Give no, me a chance no. to speak. I actually bought trading cards uh, quite a bit when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I had. There was a line of Muppets trading cards. Of course, got, never I got sports the trading Lion cards, King but like trading yeah. cards and really? uh, Ninja Stop. Turtle trading cards. I think they still because I'm them. sure they still do them, but I'm sure half of them were just like Pokemon and UGO cards, but not like you don't see. Just Transformers Four is that going to have a trading card set? You know, I don't know what movie the GI Joe Retribution or whatever the hell come out. But I forgot the thing they would do is they would have the fucking posters. So you had these bullshit cards that did a part of a picture on them. You'd yeah, it was always the puzzle on the back. Posters. Did you try the gum from the Rocketeer cards? There were not. There was not gum in them. Oh, that's a damn shame. <laughs> Uh, a couple years ago, Andy, uh, for mm-hmm. my birthday, he got me a, a pack of Raiders Lost Ark cards. Yeah. And the, the, the gum in there had, like, powder eyes. <laughs> so it wasn't even an option to eat it. Just because, like, I opened up the pack and it was, you it just, was just like... And it went, yeah, it, it was like the guy at the end of uh, Indiana Jones the Last Crusade. Was, yeah, just left great. behind a Nazi ring. That's great. What? So, yeah, the LucasArts. They're yeah, dead. LucasArts. LucasArts is gone. And LucasArts I think the, hot, the heyday long, of that place was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I was really, really hoping. Literally was not even that more like twenty years ago because that yeah. was the early nineties. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. early mid to yeah, because late nineties too. No, it wasn't like Grand but, Fandango yeah. like nineteen ninety eight or something yeah, like that. That's the late that was 90s, kind of Bill. no, but that that was the tail end yeah. of. Yeah. Fuck. I was and really it, hopeful because a couple of years ago they re-released Secret of Monkey Island and then Secret of Monkey Island two, yeah. and I was hopeful that that was gonna be oh man maybe they'll re-release all their old games wouldn't that be great. Which was dumb because those are the most commercially viable ones to re-release. I you have to wonder how how savvy Disney may be because they've got all this money. They're just they've just turned LucasArts into a licensing house where, uh, again, LucasArts has not been doing that much internal development. One internal internal development they're doing has not been that good. And even then, yeah, they've been they've been making t- t- uh, not too bad Indiana Jones and Star Wars games. For the I last know decade. they're trying to. They're not really worried about creative stuff they're worried about more making money but if they're smart enough on the movie front to go after jj abrams 
and do all these really smart decision makings with the new Star Wars movie, you have to wonder if anyone in Disney really is pushing for, hey guys, let's talk to Telltale, let's talk to Double Fine, see if they want to do something under the LucasArts banner that is, even if it's not making another Monkey Island no, or something like that. but never. It's never going to happen. That is literally such small potatoes, Bill. I know, that's what I'm saying. But, like, just as a gesture of goodwill. That's like, they, they just bought a planet, Bill. I know. They bought an I entire know. planet, and you're saying, well, what about these little well, ants we crawling even, We even planet. talked about, like, just like the last week or two, how they shut down that Clone Wars TV show without yeah. even letting that end properly. Yeah. And so that shows, like, and that was they're, marginally they're just profitable. shutting everything down, but, like... Well, I would, I would argue that that, because that's not part of their new rebranding of Star Wars. That's Lucas, why that died. LucasArts only, uh... LucasArts only exists in a large part to help make money for uh, Lucas between Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. I mean, th I, there's, I'm, I'm actually surprised they're keeping LucasArts even as a licensed yeah. company within yeah. Disney. Because they're the, they, don't, they don't need a separate brand for Star Wars games within no. Disney itself. They just, like, they just... Like, Disney just makes Star Wars games now. Or yeah. they just hire directly. They don't need, like, this yeah. this corporate umbrella just yeah. to, that, that only does Star... Well, because it doesn't even have to be Star Wars-related games. Half the games that LucasArts ever made wasn't even Star Wars games. Yeah. And so there's no really reason for LucasArts... I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now LucasArts just doesn't exist. If they just come six months from now, yeah. they just come out and say, we've actually LucasArts, dissolved. It, it doesn't The six exist. people in an office that's supposed to be LucasArts right now, they're gone. Who, who, I mean, it's, it doesn't exist. Let's just say, what were they going to do anymore, right now anyway? Yeah. The, just saying that they're turning the company into a, into a licensing entity sounds better than, we have killed it entirely, everyone so Bill, go home. So, Bill, of all the game development studios out there, who would you want to have develop a, a Star Wars game? Oh, shit. Me! <laughs> <laughs> yes! And who would you want to have develop an Indiana Jones game? I would be, oh, man. The Tomb I mean, Raider? Uh, Naughty Tomb Raider, Dog. Or, uh, Naughty yeah. Dog, or the, or... Or Crystal, Crystal Dynamic, guys. Yeah. If they put me in charge of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, just get Uncharted and just, yeah, like... Yeah, Although, like, you'd want to do, like, you wouldn't just want that kind of gameplay. Hopefully on a next-gen console you could advance. Of course. Like, blah, blah, blah. Of Star course. Wars game, well, did you hear supposedly... I never saw the trailers for 1313, because I mm -hmm. gave up on caring that much about Star Wars games. But everyone was describing that as Uncharted with Boba Fett. Did you see the trailers for that? I was did that what watch the gameplay it. looked like? I did like? not get that. Because I know it was a third-person action game. I guess, but to be honest, with I don't know if there was like the lots gameplay, of gameplay. The shooty gameplay is such a minor part of Uncharted to me that I don't even. Yeah, think that, of it that, that's when what I was kind of surprised. Because un unless it's Boba Fett climbing over the place, which he's got a fucking jetpack, he doesn't need to climb. I can't remember. Why would you call that game? Why would I don't know? I, I can't imagine why Boba Boba Fett game would ever be described as Uncharted, but yeah. with Star Wars. Why? Who would you have make a Star Wars game? Volition. Which one's Volition? They, they make uh, uh, Saints Row games. Can you imagine a <laughs> just, just a ridiculous open world <laughs> Star Wars oh, game? The Force Unleashed, but fun. Yeah. 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 Just use the Force pushing people over yeah. the place. Yeah. And a ridiculous open world oh, Star Wars man, game. Oh, man. Really? You know, the funny thing, I would almost be tempted to say Bioware. Yeah. Brr. Well, you know, I still can't believe... I, it blows my mind to think that Bioware made an MMO. I would love to see Bioware it's make a so Star Trek game, actually. Because yeah. that, that Star Trek is so fit. much more about dipl that's diplomacy. That's a better fit. Yeah. But that's... That, the Star Trek game, the shooting, like... Having a third-person action game that takes place in the Star Wars universe would just be extra stupid. Unless it's, like, in, Dude, in the bromance J.J. Abrams universe. They're, they're, yeah, but they're they're making one in the bromance. But could you imagine, like, Abrams Gears of War in, like, the original Star Trek show or something like that? Where a big, bulky guy's, like, 
cover shooting. Like, yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. But yeah, so yeah, it's LucasArts, though. That's kind of a shame. Yeah, too bad. But LucasArts has really been dead for over a decade. Yeah. It has. Let's be yeah, honest. It, just it, it sucks to go to its Wikipedia page and it says LucasArts was a company. It, and part of me wishes that it happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Because you know? it's been drawn out. It's been, yeah, it's been so sad. <sighs> but what's the best game they made in the last decade? I was just thinking that. Or be- best like... game they licensed. Star Wars Episode 1. I feel like they've put out some not Racer. shitty games. No, no, I forgot time. in the last decade you've got... Uh... Yeah, Bill and I do but again, share. That's, that's not. That's not. I mean, that's not LucasArts made. Yeah, but like anything. Bill that's and I been do published... share a love for the Pod Racer game. Yeah, Pod Racer game. I, well, people, Good. a lot of people do. That's not. That's not exactly controversial. Good opinion. shit. But like, yeah, Pod Racer, you had. But even think, I'm trying to think of any good Star Wars games they've had in the last decade. And well, they really didn't make not Star Wars games. I guess like after after the adventure game market fell through, they just kind of reverted back to making Star Wars. They stuff. made. Um, they made uh, an Indiana Jones game for it, the N64. It was fine. They made a no internal machine or whatever it was yeah. for the PC too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's LucasArts though. No, hold on. Now I have to look at a list of LucasArts people. Someone online pointed out the fact that you've got the Super Star Wars games for the Super Nintendo still on the Wii Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. Those are games published. Uh, they, those are games developed by LucasArts and published by THQ. Oh, Jesus! So if you Christ. want to get on those games, just do it before. Oh man, than later. I forgot about Gladius. Gladius. I forgot about Armed and Dangerous. Are these old uh, adventure? Games? These are no. These are LucasArts games that came out in last and year. Man, like you know years. what? Actually, it's so funny because back in the day, I didn't have a PC that was capable of running those adventure games, or for whatever reason, I never bought them. My dad had bought X Wing. Yeah, and I played the shit out of X Wing in the day. Of uh, like that's that's the one old school uh, LucasArts game. Lucidity. That I they published Lucidity. Lucidity, man, makes my tits hard. <laughs> no, it's, that's that's the Xbox Live. Yeah, and that was such a surprise that they published game. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh man, RTX Red Rock. They published a lot of weird games. Yeah. Unexpected games. It's still a bummer that LucasArts, with its relative independence and its resources, yeah couldn't couldn't have done anything more interesting with those resources See, i mean but i would it's, argue it's golden that... age of adventure games was fantastic well that was when it but was a lot cheaper that. to make games dude. i know when well, you're and... when you're a small company it, it, one shitty game will tank you even more so than well, like the other thing to remember too is george lucas himself is rich but lucas lucas film mm-hmm. of which lucas arts is just part of was never a very large company yeah and never had that much in the way of like they weren't like really flew with like shitloads of money yeah i mean there's a reason why lucas had to sell pixar in the mid 80s is because he just needed the cash to keep the company running especially between star wars movies but you think with the with the star wars prequels and all the money that they brought in you think they could have done something more interesting but yeah oh i forgot they did thrillville that's uh the um roller coaster simulator oh yeah they published some weird shit Armed and Dangerous was that that was the one that had like the skeleton like I don't like, remember any of this. So this everything you're talking about to me is old. Gladius is kind of excited about because it was like it's a gladiatorial combat game. And I was like, I like Rome. Was it good? Uh I never played was it. Was it a 2D I got the game? demo. No, it was 3D. It was a th- it was on like the Xbox, not the 360, but the Xbox. Anyway, Man. yeah. They published a lot of a lot of Now they really, did. Yeah. What else happened? What else? What else? What else? I clicked. Oh, there, ne- the next thing is a bit of news we actually had on the roster last week. We accidentally skipped over. Oh, do we? Yeah, the death of Lucas Arts. But on the flip side, 
I'm sorry. I As Annie away. brings up the show notes, I clicked away <laughs> so I could look at the trailer. It's uh, the Broken uh, Age. Yeah. Oh yeah, they released a trailer for Broken Age, which is the now the title for the Double Fine Adventure game. Yeah, which looks really cute. And I love the fact, speaking of independence and having uh, resources that you're uh, that let you do uh, uh, cool stuff. Uh, one of the main leads is a black girl. Yeah. Which, how many games, if you were being published by a major corporation, you know, would you be, would you be able to do that? With? Yeah. 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 And she's fucking topless for the whole game. Like, <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. Though. I love some of that Make dark chocolate. A really I love this Cadbury egg and some more, more, more. David Tennant and Billy Piper will return You're not this fall. I'm not going to play with that. sexualizing a teenage I'm video not game gonna, Believe it or not, Bill. I like how you say, it's so empowering that they have this character. I'm going to fucking make gross <laughs> jokes about her. You oh, what's prick. Up? How are you doing? Bill, I'm not part of the problem because it's a joke. Mudgeon. Is it time travel? Because the, the boy looks like he's living in the future. They're in alternate universes. Of the same universe? I don't know. I think they're like two different worlds. I remember that was, I did not. Did you not kickstart this? Aren't they I giving did. you information well, every day about what's going on? I watched like the did first. Did you not play test this game already? episodes of the, oh, the I Double Fine series. We interviewed And I really love them. They're really well done. We I like them so they much. They were in this room. <laughs> they were in this room. I really loved them a lot. It was really good. But he talks about how it's like in two different worlds. So, I don't know, but I, then I started watching them. <laughs> I'm a prick. What are you buying? I don't like to watch video on the internet, which is why it's so funny that I've done video on the Have internet. Have you watched Strip Search? I watched the first episode. Yeah. Where, where they all I make don't out. watch video on the internet, man. It's bad. Except for David YouTube. Tennant and Billy Piper will return this fall for the 50th anniversary Doctor Who TV movie, along with John Hurt. John Hurt, yeah. John Hurt. John, John Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this is the low power part of the podcast. <laughs> We're just going, yeah, John Hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah well, fuck that John Hurt. Yeah. I hear he's going to be in Broken Age 2. He's going to be toppling. No, John Hurt. No. So, yeah, they're bringing back the 10th Doctor and Lady with Big Teeth. What? She had a tooth operation partway through her tenure when she was on the show. Yeah. And so one episode she goes away and she's like, hello, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back the next episode. She says oh, she talks Bill. like Mike Tyson. But she had her teeth capped or something like yeah. that. But it's the first episode back. She must have had an opera. Like she, whatever dental thing she had done must have been just like done two days before. Don't they talk like you. Don't make like someone's speech impediment. She's better girl. now. But like, it is weird. You're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, yeah. Oh, that that was a great cliffhanger. Let's go on to the next episode. <laughs> she talks like she's like on I'm drugs. I'm going to go on because it's making but me uncomfortable it's been 10 again. Years. I'm sure she you talks better. You make me in a lot of different ways in this podcast. Uh, I know, but Billy Piper was great. Did, did you watch any of the old Doctor Who? Do you know what happened to her where she went to? I have to no idea stuff? who Billy Piper is. Oh, she's blonde. She is. She is, if you're from the BBC, she is a chav, which is racist white shit, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, no, David Tennant's coming back, and they actually did. I guess they're filming, either they're filming or they're about to start filming that uh, that 50th anniversary special now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, a, a, someone took a picture of David Tennant and the new doctor, mm-hmm. like, Who name? holding hands yeah. after, like, a script Touching dicks. Through. Touching <laughs> dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just pressing that meat together. <laughs> subway go from one track to the other <laughs> why did i why did i start us down this road they're why trying did to do a 2001 it? space dock with why the penises it? it's a question strip search you made me think of friend of the podcast erica moen who i think has a tumblr called dicks touching <laughs> <laughs> touch dedicated to the subject oh yeah <laughs> touching wieners that's what it is god bless her uh, but man anyway. freak me out. i just want them they have to have the other doctor come back uh chris fuckiston he was yeah, my favorite he was your favorite before big face showed up 
And I like Big Face because he looks so fucking weird. Even new episodes, I'm watching this like, he looks fucking... It's been like four years now, Matt Smith's been the doctor. I'm still Matt going... Matt Smith is a weird looking dude. going on? I feel like I'm watching a Picasso painting <laughs> in motion. He's really handsome and he looks like Boris Karloff. He doesn't look bad. Time. That's Boris Karloff as Frankenstein. Not even Boris Karloff. I still keep on going back to how they say he he looks like what, uh, what a young... Like if an old man had to build a robot of what he thought a good looking young man looked like it would be matt smith yeah oh god so anyway that's doctor who news yeah it sounds like they do have more casting announcements so it's not just going to be a david Tennant. but everyone's expecting all the doctors are going to come back even if they have to recast some of the dead ones it'd be nice if they did and i thought even john hurt he kind of looks like the first doctor who is now dead yeah so he may actually be coming back to play play one of the doctors who knows it'd be great but you could also argue if you're not gonna pull out all the doctors then you know and you may as well just pull out four. This is how I know you're going to love this 50th anniversary special. Yes, Bill. Here goes the joke. No, no, this is even a joke. <laughs> it's the only other picture they've shown from this 50th anniversary stuff is they're bringing back the, uh, an alien species from the original series called the Zygons. Okay. And they showed a picture of this dude in costume in the country, English countryside, which was just shot like on Sunday. Yeah. It's this dude in an octopus suit. It looks stupid <laughs> as hell. See, I like but it. I like, like Doctor Who Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who most when it's just kind of like a slightly smarter episode of Wishbone. Yes. <laughs> and the funny thing is you can tell. Doctor have Who. you seen some of the other little episodes where they got like a, a Santaran little potato guy in an, in an army outfit and he's all like, Ah, oh, I'm a soldier. Blah, 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 is blah, he blah. the guy who's hanging out with Vasta? Yeah, yeah. Vastra it's obviously that yeah. same actor, but yeah. now just dressed like an octopus. Just like... <laughs> He's like on the side of the you know, road in I the middle say, of. Like I've been reading a lot of heavy shit lately and consuming a lot of heavy media. I can see why Doctor Who might yeah, be nice. Yeah, exactly. Like especially after Bioshock <laughs> Infinite, which was really enjoyable, but not at upper. No. I was like, man, I I feel like some it's, fucking it's wishful. It's some fluff. Yeah. yeah. It is some wishful. What's <laughs> the story? Man, I heard the, the season finale of Doctor Who this year is them trying to save the uh, community soup kitchen. <laughs> guys like we can't donate this food and the cafeteria lady was she like no you are right she oh, no, the cafeteria lady wanted to no it was yeah. a cafeteria lady, lady yeah. who wanted to help feed yes and homeless she got or something fired. like that she got fired and because Joe, the prickish cafeteria yeah. runner manager yeah. guy was all like you or brought the principal or whatever and it is, yeah joe did show up with some like rotten cat food and was like <laughs> i want to feed this to the homeless and the guy's like on the right side of the law saying maybe we shouldn't do this yeah. but then fish fish bone made a bunch <laughs> of homeless is, eat rotten dog food the best part of the boy hottie podcast <laughs> we're going and he desperately trying to remember an episode of wishbone that we saw 15 20 years this ago been this episode segment of half remembered memories <laughs> with annie and foley or bill and Foley, or Bill and Annie. <laughs> right oh, up. God, I need more caffeine. So, Arrested oh, Development will be returning at 12.01 a.m. on May 26th. I love the specificity that it comes back on 12.01 a.m. It's brilliant. Which, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's when Netflix calendar Man, just changes over. Man, this is a year. Who Would you ever have thought a couple years ago that, oh, Arrested Development will come back with one season released in one day on Netflix, and Veronica Mars will come back as a as a publicly funded movie? And what Doctor Who would be trying in. to make out with a Dalek, <laughs> and Peter Dinklage would be fighting dragons. <laughs> what 
a weird, weird world we live in, my friend. Bioshock would be fucked up. <laughs> and the, that the, one I probably would have guessed. And the Wii U would suck. <laughs> and Nintendo would have a shitty console and, and make no money. Annie would be gay. <laughs> Bill would still be alive. Bill, what world have we walked in? <laughs> I hear the Wii will not outlive Shane McGowan. That's my calendar. Which, which, which is going to die first, Nintendo or Shane McGowan? That, that's, that's, that's my... Fucking... That's your grim bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Finding Dory. Finding Dory was announced this week? I know nothing about this. That's all there is to know. <laughs> uh, Andrew Stanton, the guy who made uh, the first Finding Nemo, who also made the smash hit... <laughs> John Carter of Mars. John Carter of Where's the Audience? <laughs> John Carter of Empty Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Truly the most desolate spot in the universe is a theater showing John Carter of Mars. Uh, yeah, he's kind of retreating in the back a little bit. If you can consider becoming the director of another yet another Pixar hit film yeah. called, re- if you can consider that retreating, yeah, yeah, he's making more cartoon fish so people shut the fuck I'm up. I'm just and excited that they're just focusing on the best part of Finding Nemo. But no, but Dory. it's Finding Nemo. If it's Dory, then she's not going to be around. Well, it's no, like, no. I presume it would be about Dory trying to find Super Mario game. Doesn't she talk about her family? Think, like of, her family think about is, how, like, when you're playing family? Super Mario, how much Zel- how much Princess Peach you get to see. Bill, they're gonna put it on its head, man. It's gonna be about Dory finding her people, man. I want Dory to be the protagonist. No, it is Dory. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not just Dory called Dory. Dory, 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 Dory. Exclamation Dory mark. the Explorer. <laughs> no, but that's great. Escape. Yeah, I'm excited about Escape. it. You know, Finding Nemo is still. Man, it's it's funny to think about Pixar movies because I'm like, oh yeah, Finding Nemo is still probably my favorite movie. Then I'm like, oh no, there's Monsters Incorporated. I'm like, oh no, but there's Up. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Brave. It's Cars don't 2. Be, don't be a dick. Man, did you see the trailer for Planes? Planes. Why would you? The only cast member <laughs> that they talk about on this trailer is Dane Cook. Are you serious? <laughs> when Dane Cook is your one and only hook. Oh, no, I suppose like Val Kilmer's in it. Oh, really? And he's an They're airplane not even... dressed like his, char- like his character's plane from Top Gun. <laughs> Are you making a Joker being serious? Did you see Cars 2? So, you know, Paul Newman was in the first one. Yes. I was, after Finding Dory, the news of Finding Dory came out this week, I went to the Pixar Wikipedia page just Mm -hmm. to see when the last time they came out with an original film was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I completely forgot that Brave came out (laughs) last year. Yeah. And the last original film that anyone cared about was Up. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be that snarky, but that's that's kind of the truth. Uh, but then I was looking at Cars and Cars 2, because I was like, okay, what the hell happened to Cars 2? They're talking about, supposedly they talk about the death of Paul Newman's car character from the first one in the second movie? Yeah. I'm like, so Cars can't die. <laughs> this is the reason why no it's one likes Cars. It's because they universe. They're little car bugs. Oh, my and God. I don't know. There's a reality where Booker and Elizabeth are Cars. <laughs>
like the most interesting port on the system yet, with tweaked boss fights, allowing the use of stealth and hacking skills rather than relying solely on combat skills to take bosses down, and a strategy guide displayed on the gamepad. Including a digital version of the game strategy guide is a very cool idea. Good luck getting anyone to pay $60 for a T-roll game. Yeah, man. That's tough. No, but I love... Yeah, so everyone could... I, like, I only... I, I bought Deus Ex Revolution. I split it three ways with you and Joshin, but I mm-hmm. never had to play it because I saw oh. you beat most of it. Oh, yeah. And then I saw Jojo also beat most of it. And it was one of those things where, like, it's all... I The same thing happened with Metal Gear Solid 4. I bought it, but then you barred it, and I watched you play most of it. And then I watched mm-hmm. Jojo barred and he I watched him play. It was a point where I didn't even have to play it. I got to see, mm-hmm. every, you know, all the game uh, third hand. But yeah, I saw like supposedly the the boss encounters in the game were terrible. Human because... Revolution is a really fun game. No, I heard it was great, but I've heard the bo- well. Supposedly the developer uh, outsourced development yeah, the of the boss fights. battles to somebody else, and the boss battles are all combat heavy. So yeah. I guess they've retuned it. So if you uh, put your uh, experience points into leveling up your hacking and shit like that, yeah, you can actually use those skills in boss yeah. fights, which is kind of nice. well. Which is because the but... bulk of the game, it's kind of like. I mean, Dishonored is kind of like it, and that you can get through it all, almost all of it, pretty damn stealthily. Yeah. And uh, that was made it all the more jarring. Well, Dishonored and 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 uh, and Deus Ex all come from the same DNA of first person. Yeah. Not wait, was Deus Ex even? It was third person, right? Was it first person? It was third. But person. like, kind of like stealthy, kind of like I, I know. Man, Dishonored in a lot of ways kind of ruined me for games. Dishonored, just in, in the fact that it let me do things my own way, yeah. to then go back and play games that had the same kind of... And then I'm playing another first-person game. I was kind of hoping game. the combat in, Bi- in Bioshock would be a little more dishonored where yeah. it's like a little more you can do what you want in specific situations. Well, with Bioshock, the, whole, the basic premise of shock games yeah. is you have all these abilities and you can fight through in, in a battle however you want to, but it's Which still is not entirely it's still not, shooting that, That's kind of like what you can do in, in Dishonored, except there's no gun. Well, there no, you actually do have a gun in Dishonored, yeah. but it's, it's, it's kind of Useless. They would they would argue that Bioshock, oh you know, that's. But then that's... we could save that for to that for the yeah. Bioshock talk. But yeah, no, I, that the the reason I noted that is because yeah, it's a game that comes with a digital copy of not just like a tutorial or anything like that, but it's supposedly it's the digital version of the Brady Games Guide or whoever oh, wow. published the strategy guide yeah. is just on your gamepad screen, which hmm. is that's fantastic. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like I'd love like uh, I'm gonna go back through Bioshock Infinite and do a 1999 run. And I would love to, if if I were playing that on the Wii U, if I could just have the strategy guide for that, like on the gamepad, that'd be mm-hmm. fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, because you, it's not like you really need the gamepad to do your vigor stuff or anything yeah. like that. But huh. Yeah, interesting. I mean, this will probably be the first game, last game that ever does that because yeah, well, who else is ever going to make a game for the Wii U? Much yeah. less, you know, what's interesting. I was thinking about it. <clears throat> the only people Oof. that I've heard talk about loving the Wii U, like it being their favorite system, are gamer dads. The only oh, because way I get like your kids reviews. are hogging the TV and shit. Well, yeah, that they can like drop out and like like, like I can play Call of Duty in bed with my you know while my wife is asleep and all these things. Yeah. Like when the kids are doing this, I can do this. It's like it's interesting. And that's it. Those yeah. are the people who are raving about the Wii U because it's like it's basically Gabe and Taiko and Ben Kachura, and everyone else is like Wii U more like PU. You know? <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Uh, I don't even know what else to say the about The last you. piece of information on the Geek Week interview is oh, Burger King Japan <laughs> announced the anime viewing exclusive hamburger, Shiwa Whopper, a toppingless burger designed to be oh. eaten while watching anime. <laughs> I, thought this was, I thought this was an early April Fool's joke, and I, go, I googled it again, and no, this is an official announcement from Burger King. They weren't fucking around. Wow. Yeah, it's a giant ass hamburger with no toppings. So supposedly you don't have to worry about the mess. Yeah. 
Which suggests suggest that you're looking your, because your other hand's going to be busy while watching anime. Oh, I, I did guess? not make. Th- I did not make the conclusion that it was a. Which beef I can't imagine why they sandwich. would be that worried about the mess the burger would make so, enough to make it. Well, you can't. Your eyes can't look away from the, all the anime that's happening. But I just love. I I wonder if that's somebody from like Burger King Japan, or if that's somebody's just great idea here in the West. Like, oh, maybe we're going to make an anime hamburger. <laughs> I, I can't believe they'd make a cartoonier looking like yeah. like a hamburger you'd find in a dumpster in like Final <laughs> Fight or something. Uh, that's great, yeah. Anyway, oh god, we blew our our balls off laughing at the Bioshock I can't cars. What dumb- <laughs> I just picture them on the skyline. Just, how did the girls stop, stop? Stop! 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 Because you know their tail hooks, right? That's how it works. Oh my fucking god. Alright, friends. Oh, and then one person's fucking their tailpipe. <laughs> friends, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna have all the spoiler-heady Bioshock Infinite talk that we've been bursting with prior to now. For those of y'all who've listened up to here and leaving us, we'll talk to you oh, next Oh yeah, week. Bioshock Infinite, yeah. What? <laughs> what are we- Is we're this the next segment? I am really out of it. Like, I laughed hard <laughs> enough, like, I've got, like, a bit of a stomach ache right now. <laughs> goes but we'll, we'll talk to y'all in just experimental later. talk is coming back i've got menark we're gonna put it on display we'll be right back that when uh uh when elizabeth is dancing on the the shore yeah, oh man i actually burst into tears when i heard that really? it's so perfect the song is or as opposed to elizabeth just dancing in freedom and shit for the first time well no she it's not that she's dancing that. to that song but yeah. like i i there's something man uh, so what what's her verdict so on bioshock, bioshock infinite? infinite spoiler talk way oh go, shit way to throw your shit around i'm so angry about what comstock did <laughs> how could he buy a baby from himself <laughs> From another Bioshock Infinite, so good. I mean, you you try to explain that plot out loud to people, you sound <laughs> stupid. Well, it's, that's how it is with any timey wimey bullshit. Oh, I know. It's, it's like, like if you explain Lost to people, it sounds yeah, like, like there's a bunch of people in a magic one island. Of the mag- the, one of the best things about Looper is that it's a straightforward enough time travel story that you can't explain it to people without sounding. Well, like that's kind of like what Bioshock is too. A little bit. You just, no, Infinite is way too weird. Well, no, I, that, pretty much we explain the story. A dude. <laughs> sells his baby to his older <laughs> alternate universe self. And then is hired by other people to to, to free he his baby. He gets hired by Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins' <laughs> male twin from another... And get Larry Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course there's another universe where they're both cars. <laughs> oh man, Bioshock Infinite is a game that it deserves an intelligent thoughtful discussion. Oh, it ain't getting and it it's today. it's not gonna happen because I'm drunk <laughs> and then had like 
night. I finished it while, with no pants on while eating pie. <laughs> while eating your toppingless burger. <laughs> Elizabeth, my waifu. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a good game, though. Oh, it's just, uh, Ooh, like, the game... was good. That was a great game for the actual, what you're doing during the m- main chunk of the game. Yes. Like, what you're actually doing not being that interesting. The, that was a good game. <clears throat> just, just, it's funny how great the game is just for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That you're not, it's not even the interactive. Just, like, all the way, like, I mean, there's great stuff scattered throughout the game. Yeah. But it's not like, I was really surprised that from a gameplay perspective, it really is just Bioshock in the sky in terms yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah. You're, 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 it's very linear. Uh, it was more linear than place. even Bioshock, I felt. And I, <clears throat> I was a little, I thought we were going to have more of a fight on this podcast because last week we talked on the podcast about how we were both digging the game. And we had both gone up to the point where you get to Battleship Bay mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. before you go to do the gunsmith mission where you yeah. start jumping around universes. Yeah. And that's actually when the game really started to fall apart for me. Yeah. Uh, is because that's when you stop seeing uh, the living part of Columbia and you start running around yeah. the very Bioshock 1 version of Columbia yeah. where, where things this revolution apart. has already happened. Because yeah. I thought, I, like, they, they had set up the Vox Populi st- stuff early enough in the game. You knew... The yeah. shit was going to go down with the yeah. Vox Populi. You didn't maybe not expect that it's going to take place in an alternate universe or something yeah. like that. But you, you were expecting there was going to be some kind of revolt. There was going to be some bloody violent stuff. I was disappointed by the fact that when it happens, you've it's already happened. You're, you're essentially thrust into another Bioshock, into another Rapture situation mm-hmm. where you go from Battleship Bay in the first chunk of the game where you're running around the t- t- town square and it's living people. It's all very... peaceful and quiet in fact they're reacting to the horrible events that you have made happen earlier in the game and but then yeah you jump then uh while you're doing all the finkton stuff you jump into a world where the revolution has already happened i was bummed that you at least don't get to see the revolution and get to see like more of a gradual process yeah it, it automatically turns into you're just going through still empty worlds filled with corpses trying to figure out well, what happened. No, but I, Which I, isn't I like bad, to get to but see, that's so much what the first Bioshock You get about. a little bit later, you get you get to see the people who are trying, like the the rich white people who are trying to leave, who are trying to evacuate. No, you don't get to that see that. Handled. But that's, even that's mm-hmm. only that's one little vignette. It's not, that's not yeah. a big thing. But that it was nice to at least see that. Although it's funny because... You never. I guess you never go back to the old, the original universe, though. Well, see, that's the whole thing. How would you even know? Well, technically, well, this is. I was thinking that that's more plots of. I'm trying to get my stuff out of the way about the main body of the game before we get to the ending, because so much everyone's reaction about this game is just defined by that last twenty minute. It's such a fucking punch of an ending. It's hard not to have that be your walk away. It's it's funny because I even saw the people tweeting online where they were kind of ambivalent a little bit about the game, just because the game, like I said, the gameplay isn't amazing, but a lot of it is just interesting. I don't like shooters, and I didn't. I had no objections to the gameplay of See, I, 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 you tweeted that you thought it was going to be more open worldy and i don't know where the fuck you got that idea so from. one of the two one of the two people i heard on podcasts who talking about how like i said uh the entire time bioshock was coming out i'd only seen uh in the lead up to to its release i'd really only seen the um the announcement trailer like three or four years ago mm-hmm. maybe it was three years ago and then i had seen the beast of america trailer yeah. last fall and that was the only thing I'd, I'd let myself see about the game. But yeah. then I had heard on in passing on, on some podcasts and stuff where people had played earlier builds of this game where there was more open world stuff. Mm-hmm. And like they didn't want to go into more, much detail because they weren't, uh, they, you know, they didn't want to spoil the game for people like me. Yeah. But it sounded <coughs> like uh, Ken Levine was trying to change the Bioshock formula up a little bit. Yeah. And it, it, even especially from everything I've heard about 
uh, game journals who have played multiple builds of that game over the course of the last two or three years. Even from what they're seeing, like none, it sounds like none of these guys. Every build they've played has been almost entirely different. Where if you yeah. like, it's not that like each build was them doing different things in different places, but like they'd be playing the same stage. Yeah. But what they're doing in each stage is completely different with different versions of like how things are playing out and different levels of. Yeah. So, like originally, a lot of that stuff was more open world, and you go here and you can talk to this guy and come here and do that and stuff. See, I and think it it's sounds... hard to have an open world narrative heavy game. Not that I wanted like Grand Theft Auto, Columbia, because even but I like, there... but like even like, like not even this this this, this goes more into combat design, but not even open world because like design. We were going into this a little bit before about Dishonored, where Dishonored is not open world, but how you. Can att- how you approach a situation is very mm-hmm. open. And those are very more restrictive courses. even than Bioshock. Yeah. Because at least Bioshock, when you saw a Big Daddy, you could kind of think but ahead. But that's I was kind of surprised. There's no situation that's in this game yeah. where you can kind of... every Like, with with all these enemies, they just react the moment you walk into a room a and shooter. you have no time. Yeah. And it's just like... It's 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 just real just real, real run and gun, which I was really surprised. The closest yeah. thing that they have to, in, uh, to the original Bioshock like that in this game is the possession vigor, mm-hmm. which lets you take over... Yeah. Uh, some things. Well, also sometimes you. I mean, can... the animations where people would kill themselves at the end. Oh, that is fucking intense. Vicious. I would argue. But, well, you can also bring in uh, automatons that work for you through the yeah. tears too. But yeah, there's no thing where you're like looking out for turrets and can can hack turrets. To it work was for less. You or... It was less thoughtful, thought like proactive stri- strategy. It was all about in the moment strategy. Yeah. But but I would argue. Here's my counter argument. If you want to look at it from beyond how... I mean, obviously Ken Levine tinkered the fuck out of this game right up to the gate. But it from a, a narrative standpoint, from a character standpoint, Booker DeWitt is not a strategery guy. He's a fucking dumb shit... Oh, I know. Like, it's, yeah. shooter. And that's... I mean, that it makes everything... Like, it makes sense for uh, the story of well, the game. Well, he is a soldier. Acted that way. Next soldier. Like, there stuff, was a moment but... where um, you're wandering through Finkton... Uh, so what happened was on Saturday night, I recorded a Boy Howdy podcast and Conley uh, and Jimmy were over and they had just finished. Uh, uh, Lady Like yeah. podcast. Oh, did I, yeah. what did I say? Did Boy I say Boy Howdy? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Just the alternate universe going, like, version of the Boy Howdy podcast. the podcast this week. Yeah. No. Um, so uh, Lady Like, and when they came over, I was playing Bioshock and they were only about 30 minutes ahead of me. So they were like, no, 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 keep playing and get to the point where we are and then we can talk. Were you in Finkton? And uh, yeah, I was in Finkton and there's this point where I really wanted to, there's this kid begging and I was so mad because I had money. I was like, why won't the game let me give him money? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Conley did, she but pointed you can't out press to me. X to guitar. <laughs> so the, yes. Well, see, the thing is that Conley said, well, that's what you want to do, but that makes no sense for Booker to do that. Booker would never, that's not what he's here to do. He's here to fucking do his job. And, and, and erase, you know, erase his debt. No, I mean, I get, I get, you know, to some degree. I can never see why you can't give the kid money just because that's not part of the game. I'm sure in a perfect world, Ken Levine would love if you give the kid money and you can then you send a kid, that sending that money to that kid sends the kid to college and he comes back and saves you from time travel vampires. See, I don't think so. But it's, I felt like, you know, I don't know. I felt like it made sense for that character. Which I don't think I ever saw that kid. Dumbass shooter. He's just one of the easier wandering through Finkton. There's a lot of details in this game. It's easy to miss stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I really Did you see that Finkton was supposedly what drove the original art director to leave the game? I remember that it was really different when they first The moment I beat the game, I started looking for uh, looking up stuff. I I started pillaging all the content, all the articles people had written about BioShock Infinite that I had avoided reading for the last 3 oh. years. And uh, one of the guys from Polygon had done a big uh 
write-up about Ken Levine and the, and the Did you na- just now read that? Yeah! Oh, man. There were so many jokes I wanted to make about that, and you wouldn't understand. Cause, I know. Cause the, uh, the, but they the talk journalist. about specifically, like, yeah. yeah, the original art director, he, he quit. When he, his original design for Finkton was, it was going to be like Caribbean shantytown, where it's going to mm-hmm. be very bright and colorful, but it was all going to be like home-built little shanties and shacks yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And they had it, it wasn't that he had just designed it, no. but it was done, implemented they were in the a game. Year and a half it was one of those things where it was checked off. It was yeah. baked into the game. They assumed that was one of the things that was done. And then Ken Levine, after a couple months, comes around and says, you know what? I don't think Finkton, the, even the shittiest part of Finkton should look ugly. I think Columbia... I think even the shitty parts of Columbia yeah. should look beautiful. We should go back and redesign that. And supposedly that art director just threw his hands up and they said, you know, that's great, that's your prerogative, but I can't work like this. And he, he just hightailed it. Now he's the head art director at Naughty Dog, I guess. He's mm-hmm. working on Last of Us. But I can't, yeah, I, so, which shows you, just even aside from Ken Levine fucking with gameplay stuff, mm-hmm. when he's like throwing out whole level design and stuff like that, I can't imagine how much stuff wound up well, on the cutting room Well, here's floor. the thing, though. There are games Between I've that played... And all the stuff, to, like journalists have talked about that are yeah. missing from the game like this there's a great book to be written about the uh, making of bioshock Infinite. and it's never gonna be written but when you I'm... you need to go back and watch the early like gameplay things i did go back and watch the original announcement trailer from three years ago yeah well the announcement trailer is one thing there's an actual gameplay slice you can watch I there's know. all these elements that are now gone like this whole idea that elizabeth can't control the tears that's gone there was an element in combat where if you if you if you use bucking bronco to get people up in the air you could actually activate you could go through tears to pull like um s- freight that's on the skylines to slam into the guys there's like a like commercial that. out right now where like you're saving elizabeth from being hung by the citizens of columbia yeah that's yeah and that's not even why is that even out now like, that's the, yeah not, it's not like that's a slightly different ending to some kind of no, confrontation that's that in the game make sense that's just not even whatever happens game. in that that's a chapter that i mean maybe a little showbiz dlc or something someday yeah. But yeah, that shows that how even at the last minute universe. she was getting... Yeah, I know. That's it. Schmerzer all of this, for. all of this cut material is actually just ultimate Bioshock <laughs> Infinite Well, that's the interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see what kind of stuff they come out with DLC, because yeah. I can't imagine it's going to be more Booker Elizabeth stuff. I would imagine yeah. it, like, but if it's, if you're not playing as Booker in DLC, who are you going to be playing as a first-person character as in the DLC? There's a character... Are you going to be playing as Lutuses or Well, Lutuses? so I have a theory, and this may not be true, but there's one of the characters whose diaries you find mm-hmm. is this young woman who was one of Slate's soldiers. And she said, you can find these diaries and it's all about how Slate basically empowered her. And she's like, she is like, I served with your father and he always said he wanted a boy, but you're a better man than he ever would have been. Yeah. Like that sort of shit. And she's really empowered, but she's not there when, during last stand. And she feels this great sense of guilt, but she's like, I have to fight for something larger than myself. The implication is she goes to fight with Daisy Fitzroy. And mm. I was thinking, man, it'd be really cool to have DLC and it's still a shoot go bang, but you're a woman. And you're a woman freedom fighter? How rad would that be? On Columbia? Yeah. Okay. During the events of the game. Well, I guess you'd still be fighting the Vounders and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. So they could reuse all those assets and everything. And I'm like, uh, how cool would that be? I wonder at some point if there was a part in the game, too, where you could, like, where you had three way fights between the, yourself, the Founders, and the Vox Populi. There's some of that existing in the game. Because you can, you can come across those battles and let them pick at each other until they see you and then yeah. they'll turn and fight you. But not, not it's so not much. It's not to the degree of. Like I said, like, you think you, you like, it, there might be a situation like in the original Bioshock where you yeah. maybe, maybe sneak in and kind of, like, turn the tide one, yeah. one side against each other. They like, do that even more in Bioshock 2. Yeah? Yeah. Fuck. And, oh man, there's just, like, from it, a it's, gameplay it's hard perspective, to wrap myself. 
I could care less because I did not come to Bioshock Infinite for the gameplay. Well, I, I was not. I was really disappointed how much the game just felt like in terms of just the actual gameplay. I had no problem with it. it. it you're you're just it's it's really clumsy sh- uh, first person shooting mm-hmm. with really loosey goosey controls where you're just you're spending most of the game just like rooting around in garbage cans and and, and cash register registers for money and candy bars. Yeah, that's exactly that's what you spent most of your yeah. time doing in the first Bioshock, and that's really what you spend most of your time doing in this game. I mean, there's some great stuff like additions with the with the hook shot and some. Some of the control stuff has kind of been smoothed over and advanced mm-hmm. in a little bit. I know. Like, I liked the system of Elizabeth throwing you ammo and salts during the game. He's, she sent you so much money. I th- yeah. I, it's weird. How much of it do you think is her? Is that her just finding elements, stuff you didn't spot in the game versus her just pulling it's linked to how much money. It's linked to how much money you have in your inventory. Yeah. Because, like, when I only had 100 coins, she would toss me maybe 10. I don't but if I had, like, 1,200 coins, she would cost, cost send me, like, 120. Oh, okay, yeah. It's linked to, Well, no, yeah. but, like, I wonder, like, how much of that stuff is her just picking up stuff from the environment versus her just generating coins that she's throwing In at. combat, it felt like she's picking up stuff from the That's what it area. seemed like, too, but I can never quite figure it out exactly. But out of combat, yeah. I love the yeah, fact that felt... like, she'll point out stuff you haven't seen yet. Yeah, like, oh, like, here's a lockpick, here's this. Which always would be crazy, because I'd never find those. I could oh, find, really? like, 75% well, of lockpicks. Well, sometimes that's just, like, like, stuff behind, like, a couch yeah, or like, something. She, but the thing is, she would point in a direction, and it's like uh, it's through two through two objects she can't she shouldn't be able to see through but she can but i would love to games. see i would love to read an interview with uh with ken levine who where he might talk about what his original vision for the game was yeah because supposedly as soon as bio the original bioshock came out he was he had said something to the effect that like whatever game he did next he didn't want it to have audio logs because yeah. he uh, understood that like you know audio logs were a great thing to, in the first bioshock game but yeah. he also realized it's kind of a lazy crutch yeah to, like for most of the storytelling of your game just to come through tape recordings you just pick up in the environment yeah it's definitely a hell of a lot better than finding a written journal yes in an environment and having yeah. to sit down and read that which is how most games yeah. up until that point had been dispensing a lot of uh uh environmental information to the to the to the to the player at least with an audio log it's something yeah. you can pick up you can listen to it while you're still doing other stuff yeah uh you know it's not it doesn't is it doesn't break the pace of the game as much no. as just sitting down and reading a, a, a paragraph of text for for two minutes yeah. but even he acknowledged the fact that like it, it's it's not that there's anything wrong with audio logs but still that, that just the basic structure of that is kind of a crummy way to this game this game and more it, so it's than flash forward to five years yeah you're yeah. still getting most of your information which is like i'm sure like he, it's it's funny that he knows that's something that he shouldn't be doing but that's still one of becoming the thrust of the game and i, I just wonder how much of the stuff he went into bioshock infinite saying we're going to change this this is going to be different this is going to yeah. be new and he ends up turning around like oh it's, I would it's say, practically the same game in terms of the actual game play. i would say bioshock infinite more than bioshock you could have done without the audio logs yeah i liked the audio logs in in rapture more so because you're you're in a broken world yeah. it made you, you you got to see these glimpses of people before and bioshock infinite i love those fucking audio logs do not get me wrong but you did not need them as much as you did in the first well, especially i would say the, with the exception the of because you're running around a living world yeah there's you should be able to see you should be able to talk to some of these people and get some of this information the exception or, or something like that you should be able to see this information play out in front of you when elizabeth has been captured and you realize you don't know how fucking long it's been yeah. since when she's been captured and you're coming to get her and those audio logs those are incredibly necessary to the game because that shows the whole arc of her transformation without that you well, that's what yeah it's correct i'm not saying that he should have gotten rid well, no, of no, it no, no 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 i'm just but saying uh, that otherwise i think he could have worked without it but it's just funny that how yeah if he, if he was that adamant about getting rid of a basic thing that bioshock propagated 
Yeah. I mean, because uh, Bioshock, I don't know if the, uh, Bioshock was the first game to have audio logs, but it was the, definitely the game that it was not. popularized that I'm pretty shit. sure, like, System Shock had. But I just wonder, like, what other stuff you wanted to change uh, with the Bioshock formula and, formula and you couldn't. I wonder if all, a lot of it is also just tech stuff, because I've heard a lot of the stuff you wanted, he wound up being forced to cut out of the game was just basic, like, oh, God. Oh, well, like, one of the, like, supposedly one of the basic technical things he had to change was uh, the Boys of Silence. Yeah, the guys. They, towards it, the they, end. they implied they were going to be a big role. They're a tiny role. Yeah, in that game. you fight like three of them, and they were just very kind of like. St- st- and you don't fight them. They're very static, cut and paste boss battles. It, no, it's... fuck that game because I hate first person shooters. Yeah. Because I always feel like there's something fucking behind me. There's that one fucking scene where your back is to the room and you're touching the console. And you turn around. There's a fucking boy of silence <laughs> right fucking behind you. I actually, no joke screamed like That's the hilarious. loudest i have screamed in a long time uh foley and grant were just talking at that point they weren't really paying <laughs> attention Aww. i fucking i actually wet myself i was and it wasn't like it that was a cheap scare and it was literally catering to the I fear that, that i most have i wonder if that was just like, how things just happened to play out oh, with you just like, man, that, he, that character just happened to teleport around and that you? character was like inches from my face that's uh, also a great character design too uh, with that kind of screaming mouth and big cartoon oh yeah nose. and then the padlock yeah Oh, man. There's a lot of great character what, design in this game. What were those things supposed to be? The people with the founder's heads. What the fuck was that supposed to be? Well, the, the insinuation is that, like, the, like uh, they're prisoners. In the future, Comstock House eventually gets turned into... An asylum. Like, it seems like they're also little people, so it's insinuated. There's a bunch of, like, retarded kids or something like that. I, they For were some normal reason, people. Elizabeth, <laughs> I guess, has decided to dress up like founders? But and- no, she's a... She's a well, no, she is a prisoner, but at some point she becomes not a prisoner and she's leading. But she she implies that it's not that. in her diary. She implies that oh, it's true, not yeah. not her will. The, the, the timeline of exactly what's happening when in that part of the game fuck is really was. fucking all of the jelly. weird things in that game. The time things. I'm you like, okay, I can parse that. that. And, and... I, Bioshock Infinite. I will say this for Bioshock Infinite. That is the first game I can think of ever that as soon as I finished it, I started it up again. Yeah. And I started. Well, that makes sense because the actual stuff that happens right, even the first five minutes of the game is. Is tying into stuff that happens at the end of the whole oh, conversation yeah. on the boat about Super oh smart. he's he doesn't row yeah oh, that's right he doesn't they're not talking yeah. about how you don't row because you're you're a smartass they just know that you don't row because yeah. they've done this before yeah but no and what I was talking about technically with the stuff the boys of silence yes. originally the way the boys of silence were supposed to work is they were supposed to act as like a sound sponge hmm. that uh you could sneak around them mm-hmm. and you could even walk directly in front of them as long as you didn't make too much noise but if you kept on making enough noise they would soak up enough noise that it would like set them off uh, eventually it'd be mm. almost like filling a water with a bunch of balloon till it pops yeah and when they get essentially absorb enough sound that you've created in the environment then they would cr- go crazy and set off the alarm and bring everyone in mm. after you and uh Ken Levine said from a technical point of view, they just couldn't pull that off. So eventually yeah. they just turn into living human turrets where if they yeah. just see you, they just go nuts. Yeah. But there was supposed to be more of a stealth aspect of trying to sneak around them and be much more of a scary thing, which sounds more like the Big Daddy confrontations in the yeah. original game. Even though this is more about this is more about avoidance rather than yeah. trying to plot out how to set traps and stuff yeah. for the Boys of Silence. But that was... But from a technical point of view, they just couldn't pull it off. I wonder if that's also the, uh, the uh, partially also they're just dealing with ancient technology in the Xbox and PlayStation Three in terms of like maybe what kind of AIs they can program for this relatively tiny amount of RAM yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, who knows how much of that is Ken Levine and design and stuff versus the because you know the they like no matter how powerful the PCs are, they can design this game to run on. 
everything still has to work exactly the same as it runs on a relatively ancient Xbox 360. So I would rather have a Ken Levine who maybe has a grand vision but compromises it for a game that works than to have a Peter Molyneux who awkwardly leaves in his grand mechanics and they yeah, don't work. Nothing gels and it's all kind of a mess. But... I really liked what they did in Bioshock Infinite. Um, Bioshock 1 and Bioshock 2 had really awkward morality systems that were kind of all or nothing mm-hmm. and they were dumb. See, I still haven't played Bioshock 2, but I know you love it. Bioshock 2 is really solid. At least Minerva's Den. Minerva's Den is really, really good. Well, Minerva's Den also shirks the morality system. Mm -hmm. Playing Bioshock Infinite, it was interesting. I thought there were going to be little moments where, like, oh, maybe this choice would mean anything. There's moments of choice, but there's not, like... Well, really, the only moments of choice in the game are which locket do you give Elizabeth, the bird, or the cage? Well, who do you throw the baseball at at the beginning of the game? Who do you throw the baseball at? And do you kill Slate or let him live? Also, uh, how do you interact with the guy at the ticket booth? Do you let him stab booth? stab you through the hand? The guy at the ticket booth. When you're trying to get tic- t- a ticket to Battleship Bay, did that you did you did you to me? There's a do you, you go up to this window to get tickets to go. I think you're trying to get on the, onto the gondola. Oh, that to... moment. Oh, I shot that motherfucker. Are you kidding? Oh no, I tried to reason with him because I was trying to oh, lay no. low. I was like, "Fuck you, squirrely guy." Though I did like. Did you like the moment where where um the the lady who's clearly the spy goes up and goes, "Annabelle, Annabelle, no, I'm Elizabeth." I didn't figure oh. that out until I was reading people talk yeah. about that. Like, I, I oh, forgot I that incident them. happened until I was oh, reading about man. people talking about that. But no, what happens is you get that choice when you go up to that ticket taker. You okay. can either just put a gun in his face saying, "Hey, give us the fucking tickets," yeah. or you could try to reason with him. I tried to reason with him because I was trying to lay low yeah and uh what happens is like you put your hand on the on on his table just saying hey i want these tickets now i need to get out of here mm-hmm. and he says yeah just a moment sir and he whoops pulls around he pulls a godfather he takes a knife and jams it into your hand oh oh and so, is that why i've seen screenshots of people with bandage around their yeah. hand and so what happens you to get in this fight, you're bleeding all over the place oh. but after the fight is over elizabeth tears off a bit of her dress wraps it around oh. your head it's a great character bonding moment yeah you're, you're fucked up and bloody I was wondering and what that was about. Fully was asking about. She, we saw a friend screenshot. But it's purely cosmetic. You get yeah. a little cutscene out of it. Well, yeah, okay. but it made no sense. I saw these screenshots with Booker with it with yeah. wrap around his hand that said AD, and I was like, "What did that fuck does that mean? Does it happen during the course of the game if you well, play things?" Yeah, it's mostly the only other thing that happens is too is if you throw the baseball at the announcer at the very beginning rather than the interracial. Couple, oh, I did. Supposedly, I did. I must have missed bit this, but supposedly they come back later and thank you for not throwing the baseball. At they them. do. It actually sucks. So this is what I fucking hated about Bioshock. Ken Levine said he was inspired greatly by Uncharted and how he wanted to have that feeling of companionship and stuff like that and the feeling of these characters that were bigger. So, like, that character in particular, those people in particular, you find them at some point in an awkward place that it doesn't make sense that they are. Are they about, like, Battleship Bay were still people around? Well, they're in... I would have thought they may, may have been hiding out in, in the black and Irish quarters. They're and, hiding and... out in, like, the employee chambers, like, where they're the employee Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. That, 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 yeah they're that's hiding exactly out what I'm there. thinking about, yeah. And you, they go, we want to help you. And I think Maybe I did the see implication, that. Maybe I that out. The implication is that there is a, a gear thing that you can pick up right next to them, which, by the way, is a dumb, hilarious, dumb mechanic, the gear system. Did you know that's completely I randomized? Oh, obviously it's randomized. I didn't know it was completely randomized. Which is funny, because no, I got, I I got the like best that. At least it lets you customize your loadout a little bit. Well, yeah, but you're still, you're still Booker DeWitt. What are you, wearing different a top hats? I would not have to see I'm wearing three magic hats. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, they, well. they say, we want to help you, but they're just awkwardly standing there, and you leave, and you come back. Back, they're still awkwardly standing there. It was weird. And the the conversations that you and Elizabeth have over the course of the game happen so randomly. This actually really bothered me. I'd be I'd pick up a, a 
a voxophone and I'd start to listen to it and then Elizabeth would just start talking to yeah, me. Yeah, no. And then I couldn't hear the voxophone. Yeah, that and happened it, to me it totally a times. broke all the organicness of the moment. It totally it like it felt so I enjoy I liked that, but it felt so awkward. There was no That's one of the few times where she kind of feels like a robot who's just butting in. It totally in. made her feel like a robot. Yeah. Oh, because so, Uncharted does a really, really good job of working that Staying in. out of the combat. Well, I mean, like I said, the AI is programmed to ignore her in combat. Yeah. And so it's not like she's going to get in your way. I didn't have a but I'm really surprised that. that she never, like, even, like, for a character who you can't, she's, you can't just walk through her. She's a real character mm-hmm. and she's an actual object in the environment. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that the AI is smart enough to stay out of your way so you never really get boxed in. Yes. In there was only one moment like in the that. whole game where she got There's away one she where immediately kinda, got out of my Yeah, way. exactly. So really that nice. way she feels like a real person. And I like how she is told, a sl- she is sucking the player's dick the whole time, trying to make you like feel like God by always throwing the cash and the guns and everything like that. You're never helping her out. You're like, hey, you Bill, need help. Bill, literally the game is you're breaking her out of this I prison. Know. I'm not complaining never about that, but it's funny out. that she's Whatever. so much like, how fuck Really? But uh, I never felt that way at all. It's all worth it though for the coin flipping. Just that even the sound flip. of Oh Plink. man, that sound was so satisfying. I uh, also like that she can be two feet away or two hundred feet away. What? <laughs> <laughs> it takes the same amount of time. Twice I'd be standing right next to her and they would kick they, they yeah. would do the coin flip thing and she yeah. would like flip it at me and would like kinda like do this weird yeah. like yep. hover in the air for a second <laughs> and then land in my hand. Yep. Oh, but man. like I said, yeah, I, I, I was I was getting really down on the game. As much as I loved the uh, the museum exhibit mm-hmm. with the 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 with when... wounded knee and with the battle of Peking. Yeah, that that's great. that's the part of the game where like, and unfortunately, really, the game itself really started to feel like a static museum piece to me. Well, it, I, what I thought was interesting about that game in two ways: a, I thought the design of it was kind of great. Yeah. But B, I think it kind of just highlighted what the game was. Yeah, I know that highlight what I'm is just a series of chambers, especially because it, like, it, it goes back so much to the design of the first Bioshock, which was fine in Bioshock, but I had my fill of that. Which Bioshock was so much about you get to this, uh, you get to this new environment, which the boss is the specific character, mm-hmm. and the entire environment is themed around that character, and it's you just walking through, like essentially a tour through the environment while the character just kind of like just 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 monologues at you over loudspeaker mm-hmm. which is fine but i didn't want i had my fill of that with the original bioshock which that turns out to be pretty much the entirety of the museum thing is yeah. just you going through this okay. empty i can understand empty that. museum and i could see if it was actually like in a version of of, of, of columbia that were still people actually that would have been spooky if you actually had people in the exhibits kind of looking at the exhibits and commenting on them yeah the fact that like for some reason, is is are you in that exhibit after? No, that's before you've even gone to the version of Columbia where the Vox Populi. That's correct. I've taken over, mm-hmm. which the, again, that's so weird because it seems like you should be there in the middle of the day or whatever, and there's no one around. It's everything's well, shut it's down. Because shit's starting to go crazy. It's is because that what's going on? you're a terrorist and you showed up and have committed these atrocities. Yeah, I've yeah, started killing. You, that is true. The, you didn't blow up the biggest like statue yeah. building in the well, whole they, place. Well, they and they think it's the Vox Populi and they're oh, shutting true. everything down. That's, that's literally what's but happening. Still, in the game. it was just so like so like. I love the opening of the game so much where you had people around and yeah. it was like you felt like you're in a living city. That couldn't happen turns... for long though, Bill. Know, it wouldn't make like, any it sense. It so quickly just turns into Bioshock where you're just running around, running through empty environments. That's just the only like way that makes sense Loving though. how everything is designed in the environment, but oh, here's another bloody corpse in the Bill, corner. if I someone have to sets off a fucking bomb three blocks away, 
You're not gonna go outside well, and like, walk down to the grocery store? When you guys are walking around Battleship Bay, and the, for the first time you turn around and actually get it, uh, the, the clouds clear, and you actually yeah. get to see the damage you've done on Monument Island, yeah. it's great. Like, there's all the smoke and stuff, and it's really a 9-11 moment. It is. Where you kind of yeah. turn around, even even Elizabeth is kind of looking up at it, and everyone's looking it up, and everyone, you hear people gasping. And you, the, yeah. you know they went back and looked at uh, 9-11 footage just for reference. Not even for the the, 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 the burning building, but mm-hmm. just for like the, everyone's reactions. Like, oh my god, you hear people yeah. like, oh my god, I gotta call, I gotta get my husband and go home, and we have to figure yeah. out if so and so is safe or if they've been hurt. Yeah, that that was kind of interesting. But yeah, no, the, I love the museum. I love the idea of the museum bit. But that's where the game started turning into a fucking dark carnival ride for me. Yeah, where it, where it was really was okay. Like we're gonna have you just walk through our environment and kind of get blown away by the storytelling of this environment. But there wasn't that much to do in that environment except for mm-hmm. a couple of clumsy, bo- like you know, like, well, yeah, but it makes think. It's like so if Bioshock didn't have the audio diaries and it yeah. didn't have all the shit you can pick up, then what there that would be all there was to Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, because that environment had at least you have Elizabeth to talk to in your yeah but the i think it's in the museum has my is it the museum and it also that... has the most bio the most bioshocky moral moment of choice in the whole game what was that that you could kill or let slate oh that's where i forgot oh or that's at least another at choice first blush, what did you choose? it seems like i did not you let the him booker, live? booker did you kill him later when you run no him? see booker i did shoot wait, him you, you sh- he did i kill him later he was dead when i came across him what did you kill him or let him live? I let him live when well, I when I finally got to him. He's in the torture chamber. When I got to him, he was still alive. Elizabeth even specifically calls out the fact that, like, oh, this is even worse. Maybe, maybe like, letting she him live says, wasn't a good idea. Well, it's because he's tortured to death, Billy, and his throat slit. No, 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 he's... No, because then I, when I said, fine, fuck it, I pulled out my gun and shot him. And then she says, okay, well, that was probably... Like I'm glad you put him out of his misery, man. He if he's maybe you can call that he was alive. He would need. I thought he death. was still alive. I mean, I thought he was asleep or vegetative, but it seemed like he was still his throat. His throat. Elizabeth, his, way, Elizabeth does react to you shooting him. Then she yeah. says something. Well, I'm glad you put him out of his misery. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that was just like I don't know. Maybe it was just projecting or something like that. But no, the the, the museum stuff was fantastic though. Even if it's going to be an empty exhibit that you walk through. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The fun. The Battle of Peking shit. Oh, it was yeah. fucking. I love the fact that Columbia blew Peking off the face of the earth. Yeah. Which actually, that's great. If I were writing the story, I don't know if I would have thought about mixing in the Boxer Rebellion. I love the fact that Columbia just scoots on over the Pacific, yeah. blows a Peking, yeah. and comes back. Yeah. The so-called union. This says no. Oh man, I I just also want to make mention. This is neither here nor there. But like, uh, the opening of the game. When you do the puzzle thing, when you get to the top of the lighthouse, yeah. well, even the whole opening when you've got the uh, the basin with uh, wash all your sins, that sign mm-hmm. and everything like that, that's fucked up. But when you get to the top of the lighthouse and you solve the puzzle that re- that sends the signal to bring Columbia mm-hmm. to you to pick you up, yeah. and how the sky turns red and you yeah. get the close encounters. That was great. Oh, that was so good. Oh. And I was like... How this game was gonna yeah. start? Yeah, even then I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then you go in, and they eventually be able to see that you're actually in a rocket. That I was love weird. How the game starts at like I love how the game riffs off the opening of the first game. Yeah, in the totally stupidest but best way possible. Well, see, I liked how the game was constantly riffing on Bioshock and riffing on your expectations of what it would be because it was like but the original way, Bioshock. I thought I thought that was gonna get at some point kind of clumsy. I thought it'd be a little it too never self, did for me, which was great. Was it then literally at the end? You're literally in Rapture. It could not have been more on the nose, and it totally How long did it take you to realize you were in Rapture? Oh, immediately. I figured it out. Oh, because... Keep in mind, I just replayed Bioshock, like, 
So yeah, I haven't played Not Bioshock since I first beat it like yeah. five years ago. So well, the songbird comes flying up at you. She finally gets her oh, powers. Oh man, yeah. And she like just does yeah. the quick little hand gesture and boom. And like I thought, well, maybe Bill, we had Bill, been he's t- drowning. No, I thought That's... I thought uh, we were transported maybe an aquarium because like oh it's all water. I thought because why <laughs> my, like whenever she transported us like you're close yeah. enough to glass you can't all you can see is a whole bunch of water. You're not quite sure where you're at. And I'm like oh well, this is a clever reference to the well, first game. You must be like you must be in the you, Columbia can't you aquarium wait in or the something background, like that. You can see like a tube. Like, can't you see, like, can't you see, like, some of the environment? No, 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 that's later. What, when you get flashed to Rapture? Spoilers, yeah. you end up in Rapture at the end of Bioshock <laughs> Baby Infinite. Baby girl, if they haven't figured out we're spoiling Bioshock Infinite Yeah, right but, now. like, well, this is funny, because there was this touching moment where uh, the songbird oh, dies. And I love the fact that you never actually have a boss battle against the songbird. Yes, so I you heard people chased. bitching that you don't get to hear the story of the songbird, blah, blah, no, blah. I, just... I love that you did it. However, I love that the extent of the story that you get of the songbird is what's-his-butt, Fink, sees through a tear and sees this 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 process by which you take a man and oh, yeah. marriage him with machine and then he's not that man he was anymore. He sees the big daddy process and he makes the songbird. But oh, the difference is, what, I didn't think about that. It's yeah. oh, Jesus. But the difference is, is that with the big daddy and the song, and and the uh, the big daddy and the little sister, there's like a biolog, there's like a, there's actually like a neurological link. Like the little sister needs the big daddy I and was... vice versa. Whereas with Elizabeth, there's not that link. He is just he's a protector in a way. He was her only friend for a long I time. They, I thought that they might explain why he's a protector. I thought they were going to say that maybe there was a clone of Elizabeth or some kind of like had taken her sister or something like that. Turned well, you that know what's into funny. Because so, I like that that songbird has such yeah. a basic base connection with Elizabeth. I there was a was moment be, where I thought it was twist. Booker. Yeah, before before I was waiting for something like that. Before to happen. I thought made the connection that Booker was Comstock. I made the connection. I was like, well, Booker has to be the songbird. I like you and I both pretty much kind of like on last week's podcast when we were yeah. like, I think this is gonna happen. I think Booker is Comstock gonna be Booker. Yeah, I like and you were like, I think it's gonna be multiple. We didn't we didn't quite realize how fucked up the ending no. was, but we were generally kind of. Yeah, we're on the right wavelength. Children guessing well, I like, to I like to have the the kind of fake out, which is that um, Elizabeth is wearing Lady Comstock's dress. Which that's a great moment though. Yeah, and there's even the thing where you you're trying to get in the Comstock house, and the AI. Oh yeah, thinks it's thinks like it's late, Lady and like Elizabeth. she's even like it's funny that Elizabeth even doesn't think about that until the no. the AI yeah, yeah, yeah. thinks who she well, is. Then, cause then well, then because then there's like great fake out. I'm like, fuck, is it like is Lady is is Elizabeth? actually lady comstock well see that's what last week on podcast that's why yeah. i thought okay well the, the twist at the end is gonna be you're gonna yeah. find out because like even all the paintings of lady comstock yeah. she kind of looks like i could see how elizabeth could turn into that lady no, aside it's, from it's the fact that she's wearing the outfit lady comstock is Although poor booker dewitt's the fact that she only puts on the outfit wife. she changes after she murders yeah fitzroy, fitzroy. and it's a practical thing you know because her out hold out gets fucking gored up like a yeah, motherfucker but when she comes out and she's dressed like her mother it had been long enough that it's seen her in her first costume that like yeah. i'd forgotten that like the her mother's dress is what you've seen in most of the promo stuff yeah but like i played long enough in the game with her uh first dress that mm-hmm. like the new dress seeing her in her in her outfit that's been all the promos was striking enough that it's I was yeah. like, oh shit, she does look like her mom. Yeah. It's kind of this weird... And it's, of course, like, she, of course, dresses like her mom and becomes, like, symbolically a woman at that point after, yeah. like, killing someone. And her whole demeanor after the game kind of changes It totally that. changes. Yeah, she's not well, quite she's, so... Well, she's ah, She's not someone. so much like Bill, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, she's like, looking at things. Yeah, yeah, her AI changes, so she's not just yeah. constantly running up to things and looking mm-hmm. at things and trying to see how they work yeah. and stuff. Uh, that's fantastic. But no, she with breaks. the songbird... This is the funny thing, like, going back to the songbird in the rapture thing, 
so yeah, you flash into Rapture. And at that, like I said, at that point, I just saw that like the the songbird was floating in water, and I was like, well, maybe this is just an aquarium in Colombia, and this yeah. is just a clever reference to Rapture. And yeah. you see the songbird dying, and I'm like, wait, I can I can hear uh, beyond the sea in the background. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> it was really nice. I flashed done. around and turned around. And I'm like, oh yeah. shit! But yeah. I, I like, I thought for a moment, like, I thought they wouldn't keep you there for long. I thought maybe, like, yeah, like yeah. she would flash you back out of Rapture. And I was like, fuck, oh, I'm gonna see how far I can go in Rapture. Yeah. And so I started r- running around looking at things, kind of trying to see if I could fuck with the Garden of values or what yeah. the hell that machine is that dispenses plasmids for the first yeah. game so this is whole dramatic thing where like the songbird's dying and she's touching the glass <laughs> and you're running around goodbye my friend i'm like oh, <laughs> oh god oh, I can go down. there's the hallway where you go yeah. back to the basket. Ah! yeah and then i come back and he's dead i'm like I, I got back to the window just in time for him to go like oh man it's <sighs> his, his, he, one of his eyes is broken and, and then like in, uh, and crack- blood pours oh, out man. it was I, really it, it actually choked me up I wonder because the songbird is not a big part of the game. Definitely not as big as you. The songbird wasn't like really working for me. Is super scary. He kind of no. chases you. He's just a plot motivator. He's not supposed to rather be than scary. you feel like a super threat. Yeah. But like the the it's really the Frankenstein thing. The pathos of his death really yeah. redefines him. And going back to play it yeah. again, I'd really like the I, like I would like to find out more about the songbird. But I'm fine with him being as. We're probably going Nebulous. to do a DLC, but I really don't want to. I don't think he need, he, need, he needs any more definition. What if it's DLC? You're flying as the songbird. You just you die. are the songbird. Well, I mean, honestly, reading there's thing. no reason for him not to be Booker. There's so many with when you've got there's no when reason you've got time travel, alternate realities. When you have time you travel, alternate realities, anything. and really only two characters that anyone gives a shit about in an in an alternate universe, Booker and Elizabeth are all the coins <laughs> you pick up. You're, you know, that's it. They lift. No, so, oh. um, yeah, Bioshock Infinite dug the fuck at it. So one of well, my I favorite... Well, we still haven't talked about the ending, but... Well, yeah, well, we still haven't talked about a shit ton of the game. The One of the things that I really enjoyed about the game, we talked about this briefly, and I was worried would become too cloying, but never did, was the way they riffed on music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the first things that happens when you're on Columbia is you hear the barbershop quartet singing. Yeah, that's the first knows. thing you realize. The first time you're you like, you realize something's up. weird. Aside from the fact that you just took a rocket from a well, lighthouse. Yes. But, you know, video games. Video games well, yeah, are the exactly, world of the yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. And here is this very concrete link to our world. And it's so jarring. But more than that, like, so when that happened, I was like, whatever. And I knew about that from some of the coverage. And I was like, yeah, I really okay, didn't whatever. know about that. Yeah. Well, see, but the thing is, is that I was totally blasé about this I... element. I was really mad. In fact, your moment where you said you broke the game because you went and explored around Rapture, I broke that moment because basically when you hear that barbershop quartet off to the right, you have this whole area to the left you explore. And the way I play games is that if the game tells me to go right, I'm going to go left every oh, yeah, time. You're explorer and yeah. but so that meant that i missed the whole like i heard them distantly but i never saw them but it's because that moment had already been drained for me anyway so i was like fine yeah. well what's great is that then you finish the game and you hear that game again over the credits and now all of a sudden all those lyrics have all these connotations and meanings that they never did before it's, and i can now never hear that song it's crying. almost a better song for that game than even will the circle be unbroken but yeah, i like even how the cir- yeah. will the circle be unbroken works in a couple different ways too yeah like the cycle of events well, that was a song where I was like, that's a little too on the nose, maybe, because it's like, you know. It's totally a ward In the sky, song. in the sky. And I was like, oh, because well, it's in the sky. The credits, you get yeah. the video of them kind of singing yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was kind of nice. 
Man, you know, I didn't realize that the lady who's... Who, Elizabeth, she's not a professional voice actress. That's one of the best voice characters I've heard in a game in a while. It's really, really in good. In terms of, like, the, the inflection she Isn't gives. is she just she's a straight-up actress and not a voice actress? She was an actress, and I think she's, like, a tax accountant now or something like that. Supposedly, she got out of the acting gig. Supposedly, huh. this, this this gig as Elizabeth was, was the first actress thing she's done in a couple of years. Okay. I believe that, because, like, I went and saw her at, 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 at PAX. Yeah. She talked about being an actress. Oh, really? Well, yeah. yeah, she's... You saw her at PAX? Yeah, like, when I went to PAX. That's what I'm going to think about. Years How ago. long? Oh fucking Bioshock. Oh, my God. Bioshock Infinite. But it's a game that I've been thinking about that long that it, it exceeded my expectations. There's so much Elizabeth. There's so, many, so much Bioshock shit at, at PAX this year. They don't have a big Dude, booth. Dude, they don't. Why would there be? It's over. Why are they going to talk about a game that is out? That's not the nature of oh, PAX. Oh, they can have a panel. They'll have a panel. They'll have a like retrospective that. or whatever, which oh, I'll totally man. get to. But anyway, um, no, I, I really liked, I just fucking loved that game. I really did. I liked it so much. Oh, yeah. So the, like the, the God Only Knows song. Yeah. I just assumed that was him being clever. Yeah. Because, well, I thought maybe he was going to a Dark Tower place because one of the first things that happens in the Dark Tower books, which is, which another, which is another series about alternate realities... And f- trying to fix the universe before it gets fucked up by f- by fucking with alternate realities. One of the first things that happens in the first book, yeah, I mentioned this on the podcast last week, is a cowboy goes through a wild, wild west town mm-hmm. where someone's playing uh, Beatles songs on the player piano. Yeah, which is that, which is funny. It's almost placed in the same part of that first book as yeah. like you know the God Only Knows song mm-hmm. is placed in, in the beginning of Bioshock. And I thought maybe at the most that just kind of a clever reference of showing yeah. out. Who knows? Maybe that, that I thought it was just some arbitrary lost bullshit where it's yeah. like trying to make a what a twist, what a yeah. mystery. But, but I, I love, love the fact that it's just then like, it's like, and then girls just want to have fun on the calliope, <laughs> and then when you get to the tower, yeah. the monument tower, she uh, Elizabeth playing... is humming. Uh, uh, everybody wants. To I rule thought the it world. was an electric guitar. I didn't realize that was her humming. The it's her thing, voice. But it's yeah. her voice coming through the speakers. So good. I actually missed some of the music. I missed shiny happy people. And I miss. How do you um, know what's in the game then? <laughs> I only know because you sent me. No, you sent me that soundtrack. I found the dump truck in the dumpster. <laughs> Spoilers: If you look around on dumpsters online, <laughs> internet dumpsters, you can find almost the complete Bioshock soundtrack. The yeah. only thing in, in the game that that's missing from the soundtrack I found mm-hmm. is the music from the. Uh, what what are the the kin- uh, kinetographs? Little machines where you get to oh, see. Oh, yeah. I love that too. I love that. Was that. Great. That's, that, that was that's a great just element. another version of the audio logs where you just like see the history. Liked them. No, that was fantastic. But like the little music. Like, yeah. Just like, News today. <laughs> yeah, and I like somebody was so proud enough of the hummingbirds they did that they, they actually had a whole kinetoscope of, of, hummingbirds. of just about the hummingbirds. So what do you think that was about? Do you think it was genuinely that? Okay, that was one thing I was mad about. My friend Jimmy said that the kinetoscopes do change when you walk through tears. They were all exactly the same every time I looked at No, in them. fact, actually, towards the end of the game, they all seem to be repeating from the beginning. Of the yeah, game. I thought that was really weird. I expected to see, I was like, oh, that would be such a quick, easy way to show yeah, how the exactly. world has changed. No, yeah, yeah. Though, to be fair, the world of Bioshock Infinite does really, it's not really alternate worlds, it's just like every, every um, split moment, every two roads in the wood moment is a new world so they don't and you tend to see worlds that are very much so in the same sphere though all i could think of at the end of the game now i'm totally jumping to something different but at the end of the game where all of these realities that we have seen and even seen glimpses of have been undone and the last thing you see in the game is booker back in his office and he goes in the bedroom and there's anna in the basket she's she's listening to easy and all i could think of was you know what how do we know this is gonna end 
any better. Literally every reality we have seen is Booker being <laughs> the worst father. He does not remember any of these experiences. He hasn't seen any of this shit. This is just literally a new chance for him to be the win the world's worst dad award. Your happy ending as a drunk, unemployed guy <laughs> with a baby with gambling in a problem. tenement in New York, <laughs> with no means to support her. He has an alternate world. Sold it <laughs> like, yeah. like, like well, he's not brainwashed to it. Baby, to be now he has no option to sell the baby. Oh my god! Like literally, he's gonna act. He's gonna be boiling water for coffee one day and absentmindedly <laughs> drop the baby in rather than beans. That's I, gonna, I think he looks in the crib and it turns out it's a toy car that's Elizabeth. Papa, beep beep. Oh, Jesus. Bioshock. I love that fucking ending. I loved it so much because when I... We talked about this. One of my favorite games in the world of all time is Prince Persia the Sands of Time. And I love that over the course of that game... Yeah, this is not unlike that. Because at the end of Prince of Persia the Sands of Time, your character chooses to undo everything that has happened. And this is... That's that's exactly what happens at the end of the first game. Because I know, like, there's a similar thing that happens. first game. Well, you know what I mean. But, (laughs) like, across the three games... Like, at the end of the third game, things kind of turn full circle around to the beginning yeah. of the first game, Yeah, too. to some degree. So you're talking about just the first game, though? Well, Sands of Time in particular, because it's like... Well, it's you know, Sands of the first 3D game. It's, to tell, Sands, Sands it's of Time. to tell such a... Well, it's not the first 3D game either, actually. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Prince that. Because there's Prince of 3D. But anyway, regardless, it's such a great little story and such a great way to end a story with that mm-hmm. kind of... With it. it never happened. I thought that was so clever at the time. And what I loved about this is that it's the same thing, but totally different. Mm-hmm. Because I loved that in the end... When Booker, when they're like, well, Booker, you know, he says smother him in the crib. And there's that, you know, Booker really is like, we're back at this moment at the baptism. Why? And all the Elizabeths converge on him and drown him. I People have said, oh, he chooses to let her drown. And I thought that moment, there's not necessarily willingness in I that. I think there's a reason why multiple Elizabeths yes, show up. Yes, hold him down. I mean, like, that doesn't make a lot of sense from a basic, like, mechanics of, like, why is there suddenly 20 Elizabeths? So, See, where do they come from? Why are they there? Shouldn't shouldn't it be a million Elizabeths uh, strangling of a, a million bookers and if, a million pulp Exactly. Pools? But, you know, I would like, argue... I love, no, that people, I love when people argue about the quote-unquote logic of alternate universes and how they overlap. I'm like, motherfuckers. From a mes- <laughs> metaphysical point of view, Bioshock Infinite is Star Wars to... It's, it's it has the same relationship to real metaphysics as Star Wars does to real like NASA science. See, or as my counter argument is that um, if all possible Elizabeths exist in all possible times until all possible um, Bookers are about to become uh, Comstocks are killed, then all possible Elizabeths can do it together simultaneously. There's no reason. It's fucking bullshit. Alternate universe time travel. Why not? One of my favorite things about that ending, too, is there's not a lot of fluff or hand-wringing about the emotional aspect of what's going on. There's not a lot of hand-wringing about, no. oh, but if I kill yeah. you, you'll Goodbye. never be successful. We'll have yeah. never met. And get. Yeah. There's no, like, oh, we gotta hold hands and goodbye. Mm-hmm. and uh, but, but No, mm-hmm. it's Elizabeth. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that Elizabeth is in full-on Dr. Manhattan mode at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Where she she can see to the end of time. She can yeah. feel the turn of the earth. Yeah. And so she's not quite the Elizabeth you've been spending the rest of the game with. She's no. kind of turned into kind of like weird, yeah, Dr. Manhattan yeah. Elizabeth. So she's not like quite that, so emotionally attached to you anymore. I like that it's future. Well, no, she still is. But she now still she is, but she understands. She has gone from being a child to being a parent at that point. Well, going but from she's parent, the all Also, mother. she understands that what she, like, this isn't just the fate of her life or no. our world. It's the fate of 
millions of worlds yeah. and billions of lives. I like that, that the key this. to changing it all comes from future Elizabeth. I like that future Elizabeth sends that note to past Elizabeth, oh, and that gives her the awareness. <laughs> and that gives her the awareness. Well, I, thought she was I like tired. that ultimately Elizabeth is empowered by herself to make the choice at the end of the game. She, old Elizabeth, she got some. She got some grit. Because in the 90 years she'd been alive, she never cut her hair or got a different haircut or changed her clothes. <laughs> I was like, wow, this people are still in the same people, goddamn dress I saw you. A, people are dumb shits. And B, um, dude, it's her it's her religious uniform, Also, dude. really, you think the people of 1984 with F-15 fighter jets and shit can't fight a giant floating city like oh bill throwing fart bombs on oh, them and billy shit. i'm just saying yes where's the, where's, the, where's the united states military at this point yeah dude she's had 90 years to fuck with them I who know, knows that this well, is the first or last i'm continue. just saying but that dude. was really interesting i like the fact that yeah. still again it's elizabeth being the catalyst for everything that happens in the game well in a way and you get, just kind of being yeah well you kind of get should be the main character of the fucking it, she game. should be she, she should have been the main player but the whole point of this game see i i can't this is my here's my counter argument this game is kind of in a way what i wanted mass effect to be and ma- one of my big criticisms of mass effect is that over the course of the first game and the second game um liara goes through this interesting transformation and i was like oh isn't it wouldn't it be cool if these games were all about kind of like this there's this running plot about her arc as a person and her kind of frankly outgrowing you and becoming this yeah. greater person and what i liked about this is that you see elizabeth go on this whole arc but at the same time you see her to the end of it and you get this cathartic moment that you don't want that to happen mm-hmm. and like you want you will give anything for that to happen not for the world fuck the world but just for her because she becomes this broken shattered shell where she doesn't even want to be doing what she's doing but at this point she's so far gone she has no other way to act i'm glad that she still had enough conscious left yeah. To try to keep this all from happening. Well, it's she's weird like, that she was. It's weird that she was so hell bent on like continuing Comstock's legacy, like seventy years into the future, that she's blowing up New York. But she's still like, don't you see that you can be an old woman full of regrets? I that makes know. so much more sense. I learned from Titanic that a woman's heart <laughs> is an ocean full of secrets. That's right. No, but no, that totally makes sense to me when you're at the oh, end, when you're towards God. the end of your life, especially if you're fulfilling this terrible prophecy oh, I know, you've been I know, aiming I know, at your whole world. It's like. Man. Also, right. it's, it's also that voice actress doing old Elizabeth voice. Yeah. Snoopy. <laughs> this is how old people sound. Uh, I really. Sorry. And the fact that she gives you, she gives you the clue on the back of a Werther's original rapper. <laughs> like, how So, I wanted to ask you something. So, in my world, in my playthrough, I when she holds up the, the, the two cameos, and you can choose which one she wears, and the, there's the bird of the cage. I chose the cage. I chose the one that was the uh, that had the big ass on it. Is this Sir Mix-a-Lot says? <laughs> so, because I felt like the bird was too obvious, and, th- and then I immediately regretted it because I'm like, it's a fucking she Bioshock game. She says that. She's like, but the cage is so somber. Yeah, but there's kind of beauty to it and all this. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. Did you choose the bird or the cage? What do you think? I chose the fucking bird. You chose the bird. Supposedly, the vast majority of everyone no... chooses the bird. Of course. Well, that was my question. So at the so end of the game. everyone throws the baseball at the announcer. Everyone yeah. chooses the goddamn bird. I chose the cage. I did. Uh, so what? But, what's the... Well, no, that was my question. So at the end of the game, when future Elizabeth hands you the card, what symbol was on the card? Big metal finger. Because <laughs> was, it, was it the cage or was it a bird? It was a cage. Was it a cage? Yeah. Okay, I was wondering about that. In my world, it was a bird. But how does that help her solve... Well, it's like... 
Because she gives me the cage. And Elizabeth figures out the cage. It's C-A-G-E. It's the note she needs to play on the songbird's whistle that will bring the songbird. Maybe it was the cage. Am I getting wrong? Am I getting turned around? it's the bird. No, she gave you the bird. It was the bird's eye because the the, the uh, songbird's favorite food is bird's eyes frozen peas. <laughs> no, you're right. It was the cage. I'm okay, getting all turned yeah. around now. Okay, that would actually be kind of kind of a cool. Because I liked the idea of like I was like, and I remember thinking in the moment, did my choice of the cameo alter this? And I can't remember. That would been kind of cool. So, man, while while we're talking, I'm holding the. Uh, uh, the Bioshock Infinite guide comes with a metal uh, freedom key that was a Liz- you know. I admit, it's when an old some, fashioned key with a, with a bird and a. a when cage some crafty Etsyer makes a necklace with the 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 key, I will just buy I this buy and you it. make a necklace out of Bill, it. Bill, I'm not gonna wear a four inch fucking shitty made key. <laughs> Why are you talking my about? Neck? This is like real life that we're hanging out with. Liz if that were right a shrinking ink and I could put that in my oven and shrink it to 25 percent its actual size, then sure. But no, that was my favorite. Aside from the plot stuff and all the aesthetics of old timey stuff. Man, it was a gameplay. beautiful game. My favorite thing about the game was uh, the two chances Elizabeth, I mentioned this in the show notes, the two chances Elizabeth gets to show her inner steel. The first one is when you reveal to her that Comstock is her father. Because mm-hmm. you know that's coming because, you know, they they, they, they they got out of their way to drive home the fact that she doesn't quite realize what her relationship to Comstock is. Mm-hmm. And so you know you know that's going to be a big emotional bump in the game. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of dreading that because I knew how, however they however they play that off and however she reacts to that, that's yeah. really going to set the die for what the rest of the game is yeah. going to be. Uh, like, if they handle that clumsily, that's not going to bode well for the rest of the game. If Elizabeth falls apart, like, what are you talking about? He's, yeah. he's, he's not my dad. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of crummy. Like, yeah. that, 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 that was the first real huge stumbling block I could see coming up in the game is how they dealt with, with, with that revelation. Mm-hmm. And you end up in, is it Lady Comstock's, not her tomb, but the little cathedral that's yeah. been built to her yeah. the little the little shrine that, that's where you actually that's where you tell her that no comstock's actually your dad and she doesn't you know she has a moment where she doesn't handle you know she, she has to digest that information it's obviously a blow mm-hmm. to her and she doesn't she's not a big fan of that information but i like the fact after a moment or two she bucks up and says i'm not i'm that makes sense i don't like that that that's some bullshit yeah. but I also I also want a bucket of puppies, but I'm not going to get that either. Yeah, yeah. Like that's really and like that's that's the conversation you have, and then you yeah. move forward. Yeah. And she's still. It's not like she suddenly bucks up and she's throwing uh, coins back at you. Yeah. There's still a little bit of a downfall, and you're still trying to be nice to her and stuff yeah. like that. But I love the fact that like she she takes that hit and keeps moving forward. Yeah. Now like that's the kind of character she's she is. She's a tough lady. Because especially with this super fake character who's like she's Belle from the Beauty and the Beast. She's lived her whole life with books and she's like looking at stuff. I was wait- waiting to see if she'd like that's a real easy character especially for a guy writing the game. Yeah. Would make her like oh but that's impossible. Yeah. Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker did not take the news that Darth Vader was his dad <laughs> as well. No, she took the news. It can't be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That and yeah, when she realizes what needs to be done at the end of the game to fix everything, yeah, she just does it. She kind of prepares you. There's yeah. a great moment where like it shows that she hasn't completely lost her humanity. She understands what's going to she understands what's happening and she understands what needs to happen is the first time you're in the title pool at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh the title pool? Do you mean the river? The, bapt- oh, the river, whatever. Yeah, yeah the baptismal pool. 
and she takes you by the hand to lead you up to the hill to the shack where they're mm-hmm. going to go back to the... I think you end up back at the apartment where yeah. you first see Ludus. I think that's where you actually get to see you handing off yeah. uh, the baby. Um, but there's a great moment where, just, just showing that she's not a complete robot, she, mm-hmm. she, there's just a great moment of animation where she just kind of grasps your hand. Not not for a long yeah. time, for just for a moment to bring you up this hill, because yeah. she wants to keep you moving forward. Yeah. And But she's got the steel, she's she's not going to like make it a big emotional thing about it. She's yeah. just going to tell you what's going to happen, and she's making sure you're keeping up. But Yeah. Oh man, fucking Elizabeth is great. Yeah. Elizabeth is a great character. She yeah. really is good. I don't think it would have been as powerful a journey if you were her, though. I could see it would be more challenging to get that story to work, especially the ending. I don't think you could tell that story in a video game if you were Elizabeth. I think she goes through too many changes of character. You have to have, you can have a game, a a protagonist character who has a a strongly defined personality, but I think it's really hard in a first person shooter to have a character. But did we really have to play as a character named Booger DeWitt? Booger DeWitt? Booger? Booger. Wait, how do you pronounce it? I said Booger DeWitt, Bill. It's Booger? Booker. I thought it was Booger. Yeah. <laughs> really? Played by Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> Look at a mirror. <laughs> Ultimate Universe. Bioshock, it's Don Knotts and Shelley Duvall fighting the way out Columbia. <laughs> oh, I, it's really, you know what? That's a good point. I hadn't considered the fact. I think all three credited writers on Bioshock Infinite are men. Elizabeth was really definitely handled character. The last thing you see of Elizabeth is that when the camera pulls out and it's doing the note thing where it's yeah as as the different as, Elizabeths and all the Elizabeths are popping out of being and, and the last note is the, is the screen the last popping out. See well, arguably then there's the post credit sequence. But you so, hear, but you don't. But that, that right there is also fucking. I don't it's, know. It's the inception moment. It really yeah. is like, what, does the thing fall down or not? When it goes black, is that her? Here was my her thing. Blinking out of this is what or? I don't know if I had a bug or what. But when I beat Bioshock Infinite, the ending kept looping. Really? I played through it four times. I thought it was really clever. At the end of the credits, you're back in the rowboat being rowed to the island with, um, and I don't mean the game looped. I mean the ending looped. You're back in the rowboat. Oh, so she kept on explaining it to With you. Elizabeth. Yeah. Like that happened. I, it happened I had, four times. I had and one. And so when people were talking about post game, I was like, yeah. <laughs> It was great. I had to look up online that post game oh, is hilarious. is uh, Booker walking. Oh, irrational! The... You really did finish this game in the last ten seconds. In no, 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 but it, so it totally worked thematically because I, I felt like here were all the Elizabeths and I all the Lucy. You shut off the Xbox. We played through it four times. That's how much we loved Bioshock Infinite. I love that fucking there's, ending. Yeah, especially if you're drunk too. I can see you like trying to parse what's happening. Really funny. I swear to God, I didn't really parse that Booker drowned. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it kept looping? Is he sleeping? I thought he was just being baptized and making a different choice. And I'm like, I swear, which is funny. That's exactly what happened to me in The Great Gatsby. Gatsby died. (laughs) What do you mean he did? I don't know. But no, they actually restarted the game directly. Like the whole conversation with the Lutuses. Lutuses on the boat. Why is it so hard to remember their fucking names? Oh, they're God. that like it's the real star of the game in terms of the plot motivator it's 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 the it's femlet ludus yeah i like the fact that it's not her brother it's her it's her you know what her male equivalent i it was the third time we met them when i got to really look at them for the first time and uh they're basically standing there oh it was when when you're in the gunsmith's basement yeah and they the game broke for me a couple of times and the game is waiting for you to choose i fucking hate when games wait for you to press a to do something mm-hmm. when there is no 
it, yes, it empowers no you to make that choice, yeah. but there's no other choice. And it just breaks the game. Because, like, there's a point where Elizabeth starts crying. I think it's when you're on the airship with her. And you're in this room with her. There's nothing else to do. She's weeping hysterically. And press A to comfort Elizabeth. Press B to break dance. It's <laughs> what you want. And so I was like, okay. And I just had to, like, <laughs> I didn't look in the ship before I got in here. So I'm going to look around. turn everything She's else into a QTE. She's weeping in the corner. Well, see, I don't know. I almost prefer QTE because it, it totally drains all the narrative tension if you have this choice. But if you don't choose it, then the game, then the moment breaks and the narrative breaks. I would prefer a QTE. I granted I would not prefer a QTE. I would prefer it to be a cutscene than to me awkwardly have this choice that's not really a choice. I had a glitch in the game where you get into the Bathsphere in Rapture mm-hmm. and then you, you know, go up to the lighthouse. Yeah. I had a glitch in the game where there's like a reflective texture on the glass yeah. suddenly became opaque. Oh no. And so I could only see like one fifth out of the bottom <laughs> of the Bathsphere. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm sure this whole little thing of Rapture going is really by beautiful, looks really actually, beautiful. Bill. <laughs> and I finally get out of the, like, I wasn't quite sure where we're going when we were like, I guess we're going up back to the lighthouse. I couldn't tell where we're going until yeah. I opened up the Bathsphere door. Like, oh, I guess we are in the lighthouse. But yeah. I completely missed that. Man, that whole sequence with the lighthouses, that was beautiful. That was beautiful and stunning with yeah. all the infinite lighthouses. Yeah, I there. there was just a bunch of giant snow cones with people living in them. <laughs> No, but I like it was well, great. especially like like well, you uh, you come That's out. That's such a it's, perfect visual. It's the one lighthouse with all the stars, and you yeah. don't know what what she's talking about because she yeah. can see that the stars are all just other lighthouse yeah. lights. And, and then, then you, you go through the door through again, the door. and it's a different style of lighthouse. Yeah, it's a different lighthouse. And it's all like, oh my god, fucking. That was great. That was a total dark moment. It's, which is funny because the Dark Tower, the Dark Tower is, is essentially the lighthouse is all combined into one structure. Yeah. And, but that's great to see a representation of that in a video game where I could walk mm. around and actually stop and watch the other Elizabeth and Booker walk yeah. off and do their thing. Which I've heard, I guess this is the way, this is what I've heard online, but supposedly when you see that other Booker and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. supposedly they will be the opposite of whatever you chose in the game. Supposedly that... Um, Booker will mm. if you if you're not bandaged, the other Booker will be bandaged. Oh. If if you chose the bird, she'll be wearing the cage. Though how could you fucking tell her so far? I know away? exactly. So I'm, I I unless you're playing on PC and like really zoomed in or yeah. something like that. Who knows? That's that's clever actually. That's but nice. I watched them walk away. I did too. And I, and until yeah. I kept on walking, and I love the fact that the pier kind of builds up beneath your feet. Yeah. And... That was I mean that was I you know what games do not always have good endings and with good reasons a lot of people don't finish video games so why put that much work in your ending the ending battle was great and then I love love that's not a boss battle though it's just an ending battle but it's just it's just just more of but it's just the stakes are higher and there's the scale is huge yeah yeah. they're fucking but so good speaking of glitches the one last glitch I got in the game was actually at the very end the, the, the last what like I supposed to be QTE but didn't come up for me when you're like in the in in the baptismal pool when you're getting drowned. Oh, Bill, <laughs> Bill, you know you, that you were gonna get me until you got that big goofy fucking smile on your face. I saw you hit the X button uh-huh. and she's gonna be under the water. I'm like QTE, QTE. Why not? Ah! And it cuts to black. I'm like, ah, look at that. Then you got the bad ending. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I thought what was gonna happen. At least three Elizabeths would turn around and, and lift up their skirts and show their butts and there'd be a blue, a blue Elizabeth butt, <laughs> a green <laughs> Elizabeth butt, and a red Elizabeth I was going to go for, what's it called when you fuse the shit together? <laughs> synthesis. Synthesis. I was like, synthesis, come on, that worked in the 
Bioshock Infinite, I thought, had one of the best endings of a video game. No, it, it's it's really interesting to see a year after everyone shit the bed about the uh, Mass Effect 3 ending. Don't how talk universally about lauded. Mass Effect. I feel like this... it was just... It... The ending makes the whole rest of the game better. better. This is where... Because, yeah. like I said, the, in terms of gameplay, the game isn't that interesting. And some... It like, is not necessarily wise... a surprise. Because if you're paying attention, you know all the reveals of the ending by the time you get there. Yeah, I know. And also the game, frankly, tells you a lot of this stuff. They tell you who the twins are. Well, that really kind of makes... It's it really game. is an Inception kind of thing where it would make a second playthrough of the game that much more It's all about the journey. Once you know everything yeah. again and kind of see how the so pieces fit smart. together. So smart. Such a good ending. Um... That's one of the things I do want to play again in 1999 mode because the gameplay was simple enough. It wasn't the the gameplay was not that challenging on normal. Mm-mm. And I think if I played on 1999 mode, where supposedly if you have less than a hundred dollars when you die, mm-hmm. you get booted out back to the main menu. You don't get brought. I don't know if it's permadeath. Yeah. Because like you know, in the game, you get charged a little surf, a little fee every time you die and get brought back. I only died once in the whole game. In I fact, like it was alarming because I was like, "What happened?" The only time I really died in the game was I'd throw myself off a building accidentally once well, or twice. Well, when I when that happened, the in, fucking terrible yeah. ass boss fight against uh, Elizabeth's mom. That kicked my ass. That was the only boss fight in the oh. game that kicked my ass. See, I the learned. Triple fight. I learned immediately. At uh. that point, my shields were maxed out and my uh. my magic was maxed out. So I would just blast everybody away with my magic and then just load, like, not in, pay attention to any of the, of the animated dudes and just unload all my see, clips I her. thought you could take out all of the zombies she's no, raiding see, out. No, I just focus on Because every her. other game, every other enemy, game, enemy in the game is finite. And I figured yeah. even within the cemetery, I'm like, there's only so many corpses in the cemetery. <laughs> I'm going to have to eventually kill them all. Yeah. And then I realized I was wasting so much ammo. Like, I just, I, I, yeah. after, after I'd, I'd, I'd killed, like, two dozen zombies, I was like, I guess maybe I should be, like, See, those, avoiding these those guys. boss battles were actually almost anticlimactic to me because I just unloaded all my clips into her and she was gone. <laughs> I liked that conversation with, with between Elizabeth and her. That was, I thought, really great. Where, where Elizabeth is basically, she's kind of dealing with her anger with her mother through this conversation. Because Which she's... is another way. It is weird that it's 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 her issues that you're fixing by shooting with a rocket launcher. <laughs> um, that, that, that's that's no, that's that's a is, joke that's been passed around. It a lot. is a big fucking shame but that that's, Bioshock that's Infinite the, is a shooter. That's that is the biggest. Shame that's where about this that's one of the big game. points in the game where I think it's a crime that the game is not about you're not playing as her. Yeah. And that the game is a first person shooter. I think the yeah. whole confrontation with her mom is one of the parts in the game that really reflects. Oh if, yeah. If it were a text adventure. Yeah. Well, you know, this is something that happens Starring to me Elizabeth a lot when I play video games. On a Commodore 64, it'd be so much of a better game. I will um, tolerate gameplay just to get other elements from video games. Yeah. I don't like the gameplay in Uncharted games. I love the Uncharted games. I liked the gameplay in this one just fine in this case, mm. but it's not what I care about this game. It's like, it's it's fascinating. It's like, there. I will. I genuinely didn't even think about that because gameplay is always something I just have to tolerate. Did you get the gear in the crypt in the cemetery where you have to light the torches and that opens up the door? Well, I had the, um, I had the, I had found the codex earlier on, so yeah. The codex? Yeah. What are you talking about? They're codex for the Vox Populi messages throughout the game. No, I'm talking about there's a vault in the cemetery. There's a vault, or, or, you know, there's a, there's a mausoleum that's, if you look inside, there's a piece of gear. I saw that. That you can only open by uh, lighting the torches on either side of the door on fire. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no message or anything like that. It's just I thought it's that just was a Zelda the... puzzle. Oh, it's just you have to use Devil's Kiss on the torches on either side of the oh. uh, unlit torches on either side of the door that opens up and gives you a piece of gear, which turned out to be told bullshit that I never used. Anyway. Well, it's, it's so funny that the gear is randomly generated because 
first thing in the game, I got the most powerful gear possible. And then what I kept picking it? up the gear and I was like, what is this crap? Yeah, fuck this it shit. It was uh, if I meleeed somebody, they had a 70% chance of catching on fire. And if they caught on fire, then they would they would lose 300 HP per second. Reading the Bioshock uh, guide, which is actually really fantastic. It's all, got a lot of great art in there. And it's actually really, really wooden, written really well. It's got, uh, it's actually um, has all the... Uh, the voxophone messages mm-hmm. all written out Ooh, so you can actually nice. read this if there's anything you missed but they do specifically talk in there like most of the gear is randomized yeah. but there's half a dozen pieces that you were guaranteed to get maybe uh-huh. when you get them is randomized yeah but uh that's there's at you'll guaranteed that at least get one piece of gear that will do have an area effect thing if you ever get hit or do melee stuff yeah one of them one of them's electricity yeah or elect uh, or fire you might get both but you're guaranteed to at least get one of them. i enjoyed the melee in this so, game it was yeah. kind of clunky but i enjoyed it the fucking brutal executions oh the sky yeah hook. yeah yeah that was that was crazy how that start that's one of the that's the first way you kill anyone yeah. in the game is by turning their head into hamburger that was nuts one of the things that's funny about this game is that so when i was talking about this game with conley with my friend conley she's like this game made me feel terrible because yeah. the game opens and you're walking through columbia and she's like i felt terrible because it wasn't until um we reached the area where we were seeing like the employees and shit she's like it wasn't until that moment i realized that I had only met white people. Yeah. She, she walked in this game not knowing anything about it, not even knowing about the religious or white supremacist aspects of it. Well, at that and point, she you're going to be so overwhelmed by everything you've seen exactly. in the game that you're not really but thinking she, about the racial politics. She was like, politics. how fucking... Well, to be fair, she's also a white person like me, so she's like, it's so broken that is I just the, assume that that's normal. Is the first minority you see is the black guy scrubbing floors? The first minority the... guy you see is actually an Irishman. <laughs> is it? There's an oh, Irishman it's... working the pumps on Battleship Bay. Oh, okay, that's what it is. You yeah. find him... Yep. Oh, but that's one actually one of my favorite early of my Elizabeth people. moments too is once you get past the the Negro and that Irish servant quarters or whatever, and you go into that little bit of an arcade mm-hmm. where it has all the uh, who who are like the Mister Do and Mister Don't care. Uh, Duke and Dimwit. Duke and Dimwit. <laughs> I like Dimwit that you... has the gun that says, "Hey, this gun heavy." I love that shit. <laughs> sees one of them and she's like, oh yeah. this is the new one and she's yeah. a little bit of a video game nerd but when it comes yeah. to this like oh like I've seen these other ones but like I heard this is the brand new model and she gets really yeah. excited and she runs up to it and like yeah. pops a corner and she's like oh yeah. I thought that was very cute yeah. that was very endearing I like that the first time you learn about Duke and Dimwit is when you're you first get to Columbia and you're wandering around their people and you can overhear their conversations yeah. and the mom says she's talking to her son and her son's being a shit about something she's like I thought I had a Duke <laughs> I just thought that's a really weird thing to say, and then I find out about Duke and Dimwit. I'm like, shit, mom, burn, <laughs> damn, burn, mom. Oh god, so we'll wrap this up soon. Bioshock enough. Infinite, so good. Yeah, I want to go home. I had a couple questions. Yes. Uh, these, these are the questions I ha- I had uh, when I immediately finished the game that have uh, since then figured out. Um, my first question was, how does Booker become old enough to be Comstock in 1912 in any timeline? Because for the same reason that the Tears made him sterile, they also aged him prematurely and gave him cancer. Well, I was, well, how do they both exist in the same timeline? I didn't realize, uh, everyone online just kind of figured out, I guess they never explicitly state this in the game, but at some point, uh, between when, uh, Robert Lutus comes back and hires, uh, Booker to go find Elizabeth... And between this, the start of the game, mm-hmm. he must shuffle Booker off from his uh, reality to a Comstock reality mm-hmm. because, but they don't show that. So that's why it's a little bit confusing. Yeah. Like I said, this is a question I had right after finishing the game where I was trying yeah. to just figure out like the, just the linear, just trying to go step by step exactly how all this stuff happened yeah. and how it got fixed. But which is weird. I wonder how people figured that out or when, when, I mean, I guess uh, the Lutuses, ha- they have ultimate power over all t- space and time. 
Well, because they, they they do the terror that allows you to bring Elizabeth into Compostax world to begin with. I know, exactly. They're manipulating yeah. and well, the implication they, they you find a voxophone that implies that when Fink manufactures the disaster to kill them, yeah, that they become unstuck in time and space. Is and that, that's why oh, see, I must have missed that because I was yeah. also trying to figure out because it is suggested that they did die. So I assumed maybe that they had just they're like, digging their own graves. Their that was a great. So, oh, that was fantastic. That was a great too. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The implication is that the best phrase the best way I can describe it is they're unstuck in time. in time and space. How does that Well, their how machine, the, the machine that they were working on is a machine to manipulate time and space. Yeah. So, and, and I love I the think fact that's that it works why... without Elizabeth. That's actually yeah. what created Elizabeth, but not by experimentation, but because her finger got lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. That Oh, yeah. See, that, that's, see, I didn't even think of that. There's a moment where you find a, a, a gramophone where mm-hmm. uh, Ludus says... It's her powers don't come from whatever experiments they've done to her as it's much what as what she is, not what, what she, she is, is but what she, is what she isn't. Yeah. And that some small part of her must remain in her original reality. Oh. Must must remain must must remain where she came from. Mm-hmm. And that the universe oh. it seems doesn't like to mix its peas with its porridge. Oh, oh when I heard that too. Yeah. I thought that was metaphysical or metaphorical yeah. where I thought yeah. like maybe she left a psychic impression or anything like yeah. that. And then like it's, at no, the end it's of the literally... like, it's, it's her finger being left behind. Oh. That's the reason why she can it doesn't explain why she has all this ultimate power over it. But it oh. makes her the universe is going crazy. Because she exists in two it. different realities at the same well, time. Well, because yeah, the universe just otherwise be, can correct it because it just destroys. But, if, yeah. but yeah, huh? I never made that connection. The fact that Booker's still wearing that the, that fossilized finger around his neck like a necklace, <laughs> kind of gruesome. But yeah, again, like there's a lot of this stuff, but you wouldn't. You might have to go online to kind of figure out exactly why yeah. that is. Uh, my other question: uh, Does the fact that Booker and Elizabeth never return to their home reality mean anything? Uh, during the mission to save Chen Lin, they become twice removed from their originating, uh, original reality, but never seem to go back. But it's not Booker's reality that they're in. Yeah, or technically is it aside, yeah, technically aside from the bits where you see Elizabeth and Booker in Booker's dingy New York apartment, and when Booker sees uh, Dude Ludus hang, handing over the uh, baby to Rosalind and Comstock yeah. in Comstock's reality, you never actually get to see Booker and Elizabeth in their native reality to yeah. begin with. Yeah. Um, if a living person can remember being dead in another reality, or vice versa in Lady Comstock's case, and if there's a million different versions of everyone, presumably some living and some dead at any given point in any other reality, shouldn't everyone have memories of being dead from another reality? Isn't it only people who are brought over from ultimate, alternate universes well, have memories of Well, also you of have the death? fact that, like, even Elizabeth says that the version of Lady Comstock that she's... It sounds like she's also been half been half created by Elizabeth. Yeah. So there's a blurry line between how much is this a ghost thing... versus just an impression from another reality That was the one thing I was kind of curious her... about. They didn't necessarily explore this idea. She says that her powers are kind of a form of wish fulfillment. Yeah. And I guess you can argue is that... Which, that... it can't be... Well, again, if you have a th- an infinite combination of realities, yeah. I guess anything you can imagine can be real. So if you just I guess pluck, that's... I don't know. Maybe it's because that's how she can make links to the world it's basically what she, world she needs in but yeah that mixing wish fulfillment with kind of like the more scientific like primal yeah yeah that, that that's where kind of things get fudged fudgy a little bit because my thing is if, the, if, if it's wish fulfillment why didn't she just open a tear to paris from the start yeah exactly yeah and just walk right through yeah actually Bill, that's... why do you think she never really escapes don't they do they explore that do they explain why that she walks through, but things aren't quite right, so she comes back. Isn't that what it is? Well, that's a weird thing, too, because, well, it's insinuated. It sounds like she used to go back when she was younger, but maybe mm-hmm. the 
they have built the siphon since then? Because oh, that's the whole yeah. point of the siphon. She doesn't the get her full powers her. until you destroy the siphon at the end of the game. Yeah. And when you first see the siphon and you're seeing all this stuff about her, it sounds like they only got around to building the siphon and right well, around when the she time. Hit puberty. Yeah, exactly, because they needed it. They had until her then, she always still came back and yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 kind of complicated, hmm. but um, how do the mechanics of the multiverse trump the paradox created by Elizabeth uh, snuffing out all the comsacs to be at the baptismal pool? I'm not touching that question with the 10-foot pole. That is literally the most, the least interesting part of my life. I don't know if you're just thinking about the me. mechanics of who's doing uh-huh. what. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, uh, nope. People, if, have you seen the NeoGAF post about all this? No. I've been avoiding anything the internet has to say about Bioshock. Oh, no, it's, you should intimate. see it, because it's, it's essentially turned into, into a, uh, 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 ghetto... Uh, homeless, <laughs> just, 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 just fly by night metaphysics college yeah. course where it's not everyone complaining about the game. It's if you go to, uh, newgaf.com, mm-hmm. it's message board. Uh, the, it's almost guaranteed on the front page. It's going to be the Bioshock spoiler thread. Mm-hmm. Just if you look at the first page, you don't even have to look at any of the conversation, but it's everyone put. It's it's pretty much the accumulation of everyone's theories about how yeah. everything works, and it's pretty much how what the internet is going off of what everyone's yeah. assuming how it all works. Uh, everyone's falling back on this theory about how paradoxes, how the, like there there's a model a theoretical model of the universes which says that, uh, you, the universe actively works to snuff out any paradoxes because mm-hmm. paradoxes could potentially be threatening to the very yeah. fabric of space time. So, the universe in order for it to exist needs to have some kind of self-cleansing thing like or destroys that kind of mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's the mechanics of it are kind of fuzzy, at least from a layman's point of view. But yeah, that's how you can kind of explain the fact. See, that, I like, just feel like if all possible things are possible at all possible times, that all possible Elizabeths can be in all possible worlds preventing this one moment from happening. Yeah. I have no problem with that. It's by shock. Guess what? Possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That way you, you can explain any plot. I love the, even the title Bioshock Infinite. Oh, I love that. Oh, like, you know, it wasn't until I was finished with the so game. Good. I was kind of like, I was looking at the title when the title comes at the end of the credits. Yeah. I was like, it's like, oh, oh, that's what infinite means. Infinite. You know, I thought was like originally the title meant like so infinite, like good. potential. Uh, uh, my last question was how did the Lutuses, uh, circumvent their own deaths to exist outside of time and space itself? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said. It's it's not I, I can't remember if they 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 became on second time because that's why they're able to be the figures that they are. Oh yeah, uh, my note here was the Lutuses never died in Colombia. Well, it's like I guess maybe they did die, but for some reason they're dying and unstuck in. They got time. thrown into the multiverse. But it was that perspective of being cut loose from reality that I gave really them. I really liked that um, that Rosalind didn't give a shit. I don't know if you paid attention to that or if you found those voxophones. Rosalind, for all Rosalind cared, Rosalind could have kept just on doing science. Oh, it's Robert who... It's yeah. Robert, because Robert is from the universe that sold, um, uh, and he has this motivation to it's correct things. Perspective and it's only because she's and... like, all right, I'll tolerate you, your big baby. Well, she's she the one who built Columbia. She's been through more yeah. stuff. She has, she's more invested. She's, yeah. she's done more scientific research into this. Well, but not to the point that she wants to protect it. I know. But she's genuinely just like, well, the science. Let's just fuck around with the science. And it's Robert who has a sense of debt and wants yeah. to correct everything. She's like, fine, you big baby. Okay. We'll I undo like even, I like to even have that relationship where they're always kind of being a little snarky with each other. It was other. great. But was yeah, great. well, it's 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 being unstuck from reality that gives them the perspective to see how they fucked up all yeah. these realities. And, and I love that, that, like, if you're not really paying attention, you wouldn't realize that the people really, mo- like, 
they're the movers and shakers of the whole story. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if you're just playing the game as a first-person shooter and you're not listening to the gramophones, you're not really yeah. thinking about stuff, I can't imagine the people who just play this as a first-person shooter <laughs> and just get <laughs> to that ending. That's just got to be a big wall of sound <laughs> with the most disappointing <laughs> ending. Or it's just a guy like walking in a baby crib. Yeah, and there's got to be people going on like, like what the Where fuck are button? you on about this Where fucking game? Button? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you didn't get the guitar playing button. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most self-indulgent moment in the game. Yeah. But it's great because, you know, they got to squeeze the... Well, the whole uh, thing is that they want you to have that dumb connection. Well, I, I thought that, that that moment made sense for Elizabeth. Did that make sense for Booker? No. Why would Booker... But when you're wandering through this 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 outpost, I think I just fought some people in the bar above, upstairs too, and I came downstairs. Like, yeah. Oh, see, that would make even less net. See, I I waited out of that whole bar without starting a fight. Okay. I tried really hard not to start conflict where I could. Oh, you know what? I was trying to get uh, I was trying to get weapon oriented achievements. Yeah. And I realized the only way I was going to get all the achievements in my first turn of the game is to antagonize all the Vox Populi guys, <laughs> even if they were technically on my side. Yeah. So I can get, like, ki- get 20 kills with Rocket Launcher. Yeah. And so I would, like, pick fights with the Vox Populi guys yeah. in bars and stuff and blow them up with the Rocket Launcher yeah. achievement unlocked. You killed 20 guys with the Rocket <laughs> Launcher. And so I was kind of acting like a crazy son of a bitch the whole game. Um, uh, you were well, Booker and the this, this, The funny thing is, like, I was I l- actually role-playing a little bit in... Yeah. Once I got all those those achievements squared away, I spent the rest of the gun uh, using just the carbine and the hand cannon. Yeah. Uh, because a, I figured those would would be the weapons that uh, Booker would be most used uh, used to using as a result of his as his time in the in the in the service. Mm-hmm. And a little bit again because this game is enough like the Dark Tower. Uh, it's, that's, the main character is a gunslinger who has a giant fucking hand cannon and walks around with his hand bandaged because he lo- loses a couple fingers. Mm-hmm. And so, there's a point, a part where you're going up this, the, the Boys of Silence Tower to rescue Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. so that was very much like the Dark Tower. So I was kind of doing a little bit of Roland uh, to Shane cosplay there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I was very specifically using the weapons that I, th- I figured that, uh, that he would u- best be, uh, be with, be mm-hmm. handy with yeah. in that universe. So, oh yeah. yeah. It works for his character. Yeah. Man, was she screaming when you're trying to go protect, go save her? Oh man! And she's not screaming. She's not just whimpering a little bit, but she's like that was that was one that of the was best. one of the most unsettling parts of the game. And then you get up at the top and find out she's old. But... That was one of the best. That was one of the best yeah. voice she's performances. Old, no ever. country for old Elizabeth. <laughs> Friends, we have a lot of feelings about Bioshock Infinite. Thank you for listening to them. Uh, I hope we hope you enjoyed the game too, half as much as we did, guys. That nope. was the rare game that I really, really anticipated, and I tried to temper my excitement, but I could not, and it met and exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Irrational Games, for making. Thank you, all you poor motherfuckers who had to bend to Ken Levine's bullshit whims. They're a really good game. Came out the other day. When the original design for uh, Elizabeth and all the animation had been done when she was a mermaid. <laughs> Just, just in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> they had to change that. that at the last minute. And with that, everybody, this is the Boy Hottie Podcast or at Boy Hottie Podcast on the Twitters. BoyHottiePodcast.com is our website. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes, some sort of rating, if you will. I've not checked in a while. I wonder if anyone's called us dumb names. I wish those fat people here <laughs> in the basement would shut up already. I... We have we have a little bit of Bioshock feedback. We'll just get that get to that next week. Cause yeah, we we've been recording for almost three hours now. Andy actually does get to. It's almost. It's almost I do have to go to work PM. tomorrow. Yeah, so we we're, we're gonna cut this a little bit, quote unquote, short tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, in the future, if you ever uh teleport and see old Bill, yes, uh, bring back the recipe for peanut butter Snickers. <laughs>
Fuck this cage bullshit. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll talk to y'all next week. Okay. Take care, guys. There are loved ones in the glory whose dear forms you often miss when you close your earthly story will you join them in their bliss will the circle be unbroken by and by by and by is a better
one by one there. Seats were emptied, and one by one they went away. Now the family is parted. Will it be complete one day? Will the circle be unbroken by and by? By and by is a better. Home awaiting in the sky, in the sky.